I did. Did I turn my AC on? Do you think this gate is gonna is gonna stop the AC from creeping into our podcast? No. I hear the baby cry sometimes. Oh my god! Yeah, I need to. I, I mean, sometimes, like, I have a fan going, and I think sometimes, like, even if you hear, like, a gentle hum, it, the, usually that gentle hum will cut out, like, any weird sounds that yeah. kind of come, I don't know. Oh, you're like, experience. I make sure there's no background noise by supplying the background noise, <laughs> background noise myself. Yeah. Um, this, is the, this is the way. This is the yeah. way. Production 101, room tone. Um Either, okay, that was just like the most serene. You look like you were frozen. Maybe you were frozen. Yeah, stop. It. <laughs> no, I wasn't frozen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't see how long I could hold it, but I think the static of the of the background like will give it away. Right, the macro blocks are still crawling, even if you aren't. Yeah, can't that's, actually. That's the... Last week, Oren, you said you recommended that people go out into the world. You said go to shows, go to movies, rub yourself against people, breathe in their germs. You know what happened, Oren? What? I got fucking COVID. So it's your fault that I got COVID. Three and a half years of hiding in a closet, no COVID. As soon as I take one piece of advice from you, uh, I'm gonna sue. That that's that's okay. Why did, did you, you do this? Have a good it was a bad time? recommend. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a good time with COVID. Uh, I slept till noon a couple days. I got the whole week off work, so that was kind of nice. Yeah, you got to play more Baldur's Gate 3, so you should Dude, thank me. I'm like 60 hours into that game. Um, <laughs> and probably not halfway. But uh, <laughs> What did you oh do to God. get COVID? Where did you go? Yeah, what did you I do? What happened? I didn't actually go anywhere. It's not Oren's fault. I lied. But oh. um, I, wow. I got it from my father-in-law, and then he gave it to my son, or maybe my son gave it to him. It's hard to oh, say exactly, yeah. but uh, I was like the last person to get it. Is your son okay? He's fine. He he was like sniffly for two days, and that was it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, quite. He, he's had three rounds of vaccinations, which I guess they give. I don't know if they're small or what, but to to babies. So he was. He's good. Um, and we're we're traveling this fall, so now I'm like, yeah, I'm extra protected. Now I can really just lick every surface. Yeah. And I'll only get the flu <laughs> and RSV and all those other sicknesses, but no we COVID. Need co- you know how there's like uh, chicken pox parties? We need COVID parties, man. Yeah. Just come on in. <laughs> Breathe in people, each other's people, air. People were doing COVID parties like the first few months of the pandemic. Wait, really? Just, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yes. and then yeah. you would just hear it's, like a couple weeks later, like somebody's parents died or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just, just kind of grim. They wrote yeah. their own obituaries at the party, actually. That was what it was. Yeah, um, you would see like those pictures on like social media being like, Four out of the six people in this photo ended up dying after the party. Just, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing I did think while having COVID was, wow, this disease was way more intense three years ago. And people people got that. People were sick like this for like weeks, right? Like two, yeah. three weeks sometimes. 
me, you know, you didn't right. taste and you didn't smell and you yeah maybe didn't hear as well even. Fuck it, who knows? I just had a bad yeah. cough, so eh. yeah. Anyway, uh, Zach, it's good to see you, my friend. How you been? I've been well. I went on a trip to Colorado, and uh, so I've been I've been busy. Uh, I'm trying. I don't even know when the last time I was on here was. Maybe Resident Evil. Yeah, or, that was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was. Was that May or like April? Maybe. Yeah, April. like first February? week of May, maybe. May? April. Last week of April, something like okay. that. Okay. Not that yeah, long so ago. Not, not too long. And it, here's the thing: like, I want to listen to this podcast, and I'm not listening to my episodes. Like, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. So, I'm okay. I mean, like, I like being on here, but I also like not being on here. So it, it's conflicting. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that is a but, conflict uh, of interests. Yeah. Right. But I appreciate you having me on, Oren. Um, it's kind of awkward you're here. I was going to like act That's like you. awkward you're here. <laughs> it's kind of weird that you're on your own up. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I was supposed to not be on this podcast because of work reasons, but then, you know, the stars aligned that I'm here today. So, hello. <laughs> you crashed, Don't worry, the, he'll you be, crashed the cast, but you're yeah, welcome. You won't yeah, be here next time. So I won't. I definitely, I definitely, one hundred and ten percent won't be here next next time. Bro, so. Starfield, Sea of Stars. You're you're gonna miss all all the the heavy hitters. Sea of Starfield. All of the Sea of Starfield. Yeah. You guys are gonna have to do a topic of the week of like how many glitches you encountered in Starfield. <laughs> Dude, from what I hear, not too many glitches. So they say. Game. They say. Whoa. The marketing talk says there's not a lot of glitches. We'll see though. The leakers right? say there's not a lot of. Did you hear there was like a leaker who like leaked a bunch of? And if you watch the leaked video, it's hilarious. He's like trying like to vertical sell video, yeah. and he's trying to sell copies. But he leaked a video. It's like <laughs> vertical video of his TV screen. There's a baby crying in the background, just like this and podcast. He's like smoking. And it, yeah, it's like it's like the most ridiculous thing. But dude got arrested. Uh, but the leak, wow. according to the, the leakers, it's he got arrested because he was trying to sell copies. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He also has his face in the video and his name. Full name. Kind of stupid. Not the brightest guy, maybe. Honestly. He gave his ID, like he just was like, I am this guy. <laughs> yeah. Here's my, my address. Come get yeah. me. <laughs> Credit card information, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I paid for these. Bought them off the back of a truck. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but uh, Gamescom, the biggest, the biggest tech video game show in Europe. We're all in Europe, Ooh. right? I don't know anything about Gamescom. I'm the uh, uneducated. It's in Germany. Here. It's like Germany three. <laughs> Germany three. Yeah. The third oh, Germany. Germany three. Okay. Yeah, not the third Reich, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said how did, you, <laughs> how did we get to that? Oh, no. You said Germany three, the third Reich? Like, Germany three. <laughs> Germany German like German three. German key okay. three. German E three, but it's German actually key German three key three is actually the the accurate. Yeah. It does have German key three. <laughs> Jeff Keighley has managed to insert himself in every possible game. So you know what? It's fine. Stop it's it with these these He's just a video game car salesman. It's so fucking yeah, weird. <laughs> I don't like him anymore. Not that I was ever a big fan, but like now it's just like, why do I have to see him at literally every major event? Like it's just him saying, "Here's the new game," and then a yeah, like that's bring just back the chicken every the quads. Event. How do we need him? Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what's. Uh... He, he likes to show his face, I guess. And I guess he puts he a lot of money into this or something. 
Guy's I feel like it could be a lot worse than him. Is my thought. Like, oh he's yeah, fine. oh yeah. So like he's he's alright yeah. compared yeah. to what it could be. What it could be. He he has like a good voice, but I feel like his just he doesn't have a lot of presence on stage. In my opinion, he's just kind of like I don't know. He's also it, seems to be unflappable. So yeah, he seems Dude, to be very hard to. Break. I gotta say, if someone rushed me on stage, public speaking for like an uh, hour, who was that? What happened? That there? was that was uh, Craig. Craig? Yeah, that's Craig, worrisome. Like, Craig's our friend, uh, by the way. He listens. Uh, to him. I'm gonna clap in case, and we'll we'll go right back yeah. into it. But um, yeah, it's ironic so, that that happened as you were talking about getting interrupted and having to public. It's like a weird timing. The, I'm clearly flat. Ironic. Uh, Craig yeah. believes like the you chat. Made the point. Anyways, yeah. Craig is our our silent fourth podcast. Uh, he's he's the producer. Um. He looks like a chipmunk person or something. In real um, life. Yeah, in real life. But, uh, dude, yeah, Jeff Keighley didn't seem that that uh, distressed despite getting rushed on stage. He went right to talking to Todd Howard. Now, Todd Howard, I guess, would you have gone on stage after immediately after someone rushed the stage like that? I don't think so. I think I would have been definitely, like, shaken you from think that. Todd Howard was like, uh, you want me to go out there? What's the next guy going to do? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> And also this that dude like the set, like the first time obviously isn't good but like at least he got to say something and it's like kind of a meme but now you're just copying that guy like he was saying right. like what who's gonna I, I feel like he brought up Bill Clinton again or something did like he? I, yeah, he I did. Don't know. from yeah and it's it just was, like you're just a copycat you're not even like cool or funny or clever you're just like oh I saw it and now I get to do it like no one cares you're not you're not interesting like fuck off. Wasn't he like, when does GTA 6 come out or something? Yeah, right. Is that what he said? And then the first one was like, it, so, it sounded like he was doing some sort of like cabal Jew, anti-Semitic conspiracy theory or something. Right. That, that kid was Jewish. Uh, was He's he? from LA. He goes to like a private like uh, Orthodox. Who? This guy? Uh, high school. No, the original. The first, the original kid. The first guy was French. No, he's Jewish. The original guy was like so forgettable. Like I can't remember... Anything about that guy? <laughs> to be honest, he, he was a forgettable. Worked. Everything about him was a forgettable. He, he was he was just trolling. Yeah, he was um, unremarkable. His, his troll worked though because he got invited onto like a bunch of podcasts like afterwards. So, but it was like for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. no one gives a shit. Fame. Yeah, right? right, right, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. But, um, but was there cool? Was there cool stuff at Gamescom? The only stuff I watched was the Alan Wake Two trailer because that's all right. I care about right now. But like that game looks really cool. There was they're good obviously stuff. they're obviously cribbing from Twin Peaks: The Return. Like there's a lot of those vibes <laughs> in the and trailer. there's a lot of like, control vibe. Like it feels like yeah, Control Two almost in a way, which I like. I like kind of right. like they're building off of that. I mean, I haven't played Alan Wake One, so I don't know like. How close it is. I mean, there's the flashlight, I suppose. I saw that. Um, but at least, like, the art design and stuff and, like, the red light. I'm like, oh, control. Cool. So, I like that, well, too. Well, it's the whole, um, well, it's the, they're linking it. They're basically making Alan Wake, like, an altered event. You know, like, like yeah. whatever's happening with Alan Wake is within the universe of control. So, right. I'm wondering like if Jesse Fadden shows up at some point. Yeah. So, uh, Sam Lake was in the trailer as a character too, is so he like I, if, if I don't know, but it seems he's, like uh, um, he's Alex Casey 
who is um because alan wake is popular in the first game for writing a max Payne style book series called alex casey and i think he's playing alex casey so it's like calling into question like is he a written character in the world that's showing up you know because like the whole deal with alan wake is that whatever he writes becomes real so that's like kind of that's what i'm predicting yeah no yeah he said on stage it was like this is his this is alan wake's head this is in his head so his book would be in his head and so the max payne-esque character not exactly max payne but pretty much which is so it it did feel like the i twin peaks return it felt like they were kind of like oh it was like a celebration of all the remedy works not just Mm, yeah it was like just having him there i'm kind of like is there gonna be there gonna be bullet time (laughs) Probably not, but but it just it that, definitely that would had a be vibe. Like totally in line. That would be yeah. totally in line, right? There's a segment where you play as Alex Casey, and it's like bullet time, and it's like meant to kind of fuck with you, like, oh, what yeah. the hell? Like the gameplay's changing. <laughs> I mean, control is about magic powers and guns and shit. Like Salomo wouldn't have felt weird in that game. Yeah, yeah there wasn't. Right? Was True. there? No. I feel like there. No, I don't recall there being any, but. Uh, I mean, Control is basically Max Payne 3, but with, like, yeah. telekinetic powers, so. If Remedy made a Max Payne 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Max yeah. Payne 3, well, never heard of it. What's that game? <laughs> what was that one? All I just remember from that game is uh, is Max Payne yelling, Can somebody speak English? Before, like, punching a guy. That's all I remember <laughs> from that game. So, I... Uh didn't realize that the director of control is the max Payne's voice actor did anyone else realize that? yeah so yeah no the director of control the director, the director of the department of control, control the director. Oh, oh oh like the director of like he talks to you like he's a guy in the very beginning of the game you know you meet him yeah and he talks right, to you about right. the game that's max Payne's voice actor so that's it cool. really does feel like at this point alan wake 2 is going to be like <laughs> we got everything hit we got it all we got it all covered for you yeah which is exciting well, also, um, the doctor that who kind of slowly loses his mind in control, that's uh, Alan Wake's actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's kind of funny seeing those two guys just, I mean, Sam Wake, obviously, but, you know, seeing them be like regulars and the voice so, actor be a regular. Really quickly on this topic, uh, I think I think we're all in the grand state of the game we're going to play. Do, what did you think of the live action cutscenes? I thought it worked, but Mike messaged me when we were, when we were watching it. And he was like, "I don't know if I like this," and I'm like, "Hmm, I could see why you say that, but I, I feel like it worked." Hmm. They've been doing a lot of that though, like intercutting yeah. live action. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. I think it Control works. Had it. Right. It kind of throws an extra layer of like, how reliable is the narrator that is the player? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's neat. I mean. I think they're probably, I think Remedy's like, probably like the most influenced by like movies working in video games. Like they obviously love David Lynch and they love, you know, all of that stuff and that sort of visual storytelling. So I think it's kind of cool that they're melding the two styles. And uh, and I also like that it's very Resident Evil 2-like, but also with like 
aspects of control obviously so it just has a lot of stuff that i personally care about i'm just like a little sad that they delayed it by 10 days which is not a big deal but i was like oh man i just want to play it now (laughs) i just want to play it now i actually am glad I, i know that sounds weird but I just feel like I have too many games that I'm trying to play. I like I already had too many games before Armor Core came yeah. out. Now I'm just like, oh my gosh, what am Would I? Would you buy do? the Remnant too? Yeah, I Remnant two now. Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> so many freaking games came out at the same time. It's it was like, too it was like much, this man. lull, and then there was suddenly like everything came out. Right, right. Like the games industry had been constipated, and then they so, took the laxative. Uh, last thing I want to say about this is is how do we think this will compare to Resident Evil Four? I know it's not gonna be the same genre say it's the same game it's probably getting more of a horror style horror game than an action game but i guess do you think it's a chance it'll be better than re4 remake i think it's going to be so different that it might be challenging to compare because it doesn't look like an action shooter the way re4 is be closer to dead space i think gameplay wise i think gameplay wise no i think Mm -hmm. resident evil 4 remake is just kind of like galaxy brained with its you know survival action but yeah. I think Alan Wake 2 will have really good storytelling and really good moments that are going to be super memorable. And I, I don't see myself like replaying it over and over again, like RE4. Like maybe I'll play through it once, maybe twice. But I, yeah. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. What, what do you think, Zach? I'm pretty much echoing what you're saying. Like, I think Alan Wake 2 is going, because Resident Evil 4 is a remake, right? And there are yeah. unique things in it but it is all in reference to some degree to resident evil 4 so like this is a whole new we don't know what the fuck they're gonna do they'll probably do some meta commentary on games and weird you know right. like um, like control with like uh, uh i'm trying to think of names of moments in that game maybe i shouldn't spoil them but like there's some cool ass moments in control um and it's like they could just do some mind-bending shit in alan wake you know they're in dreams they're in a dude's head uh, and I think that might be more memorable and overall interesting than Resident Evil 4. But Resident Evil 4 is, like, a masterclass of combat and shit. So, like, I doubt it'll go that far in that direction. But, um, right. but yeah, I think it'll be neat. I'm, I'm just looking forward Hideo. to something on the level of, like... Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. I was just going to say, I'm just, like, looking forward to something on the level of the refrigerator... From mm. control, you know, you guys mm-hmm. remember that moment? Yep. Yeah. So, Death Stranding had Sam Lake as a character, and I'm like, are they gonna, are they gonna have? It did. Uh, it did. Yeah. Mm. He's actually so he's kind of easy to miss. He's called the Veteran Porter, but he's in the game. Okay. Uh, he's a character in the game, and uh, I just wonder if they're gonna have Kojima as like a small character too, because they they seem to have a mutual respect. This the two. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm curious. I'm curious. Regime is showing up in all the fucking games now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can kind of see the. Uh, I, I think, like, yeah, Sam Lake is kind of to, like, what Western video games, what Hideo Kojima is to Eastern. I feel like they're both kind of doing a lot of the same stuff, I think, like making these really cool, surreal, interactive movies, etc. Yeah. Did, no, I think David Cage. He's the Hideo Kojima of, of the West. <laughs> Some ways, yes, but uh, <laughs> but not less always. successful, uh, less talented. Yeah. But I, I mean, I played Detroit: Become Human, and it made me realize that racism exists. It's crazy. It's crazy. Never thought mm. about that. 
I'm yeah, glad I, you learned that lesson. So I got that game on sale. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but I will play it. I'm going to at least try it's it. It's like, it's worth the playthrough, like all the choices and stuff. Like just seeing yeah. like kind of almost the ambition of like all these branching, you know, ways the story can go is like, I can respect that. It's not like smart, but it's interesting. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> anything else from Gamescom that you guys thought was there's one other game that stuck out to me which is called Crimson Desert yes oh yeah that looked yeah. cool <clears throat> that's like that I don't crazy. even know it's like Red Dead Skyrim Zelda it looks like it looks like the most open world game I have ever seen yes. like they're just like let's take everything oh. even like Tears of the Kingdom which mm-hmm. wouldn't have existed when they were making it they're like we're gonna jump from flying cities and shit and there's Assassin's Creed climbing and there's horse taming and there's fucking and there's other stuff i wrote notes let's see what i wrote uh yeah it was just like Crimson desert it was a lot mm-hmm. yeah so is it it's by the black desert people is this, that, is, this is i think the thing that makes it the most interesting to me is that <clears throat> it's by an mmo developer but it's yeah. a single player game so my thought is are they going to build a single player rpg but use this mmo world as just like their base and then build a whole I, game app from that like that's actually an interesting idea i was like man if blizzard did that with wow if they made like a huge open yeah. world game off wow classic but it was like a single player like action rpg holy shit i would buy that in a heartbeat i'm like fucking make that <laughs> like please <Right>. make that <laughs> game because <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome so i think if that's what they're doing here it's actually a really smart use of resources because like if you change it up enough like tears of the kingdom did people who play black desert would like it and also people who mm-hmm. haven't played it could enjoy it because you've already spent all this time in this massive world so Right. I think it's a cool idea if that's what they're doing. I don't know. Is if that what actually, they're doing? I don't know. I wasn't able to find that information. But it is set in the universe of Black Desert, which I know nothing oh. about. But it's set oh. in the universe. That's all I do know. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's fishing. There's uh, monster climbing. So maybe not like, maybe more like Dragon's Dogma. Um, yeah. Big boss battles. There's trading, obviously. You could throw men. You can carry a, a, a lamb, which was cute. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot going on in that. In that, there was trailer. like skydiving. Yes, there was yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, there was like, there was like weird sci-fi phase shift. I don't even know. I yeah. thought it was like a fan, like a, just like a like a medieval game, and something just like an elk like person. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> this is a fantasy game. All right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I that game looked really cool. I'm, I'm very interested. It's gonna be on Steam too. If I was curious, it's gonna be like, is it gonna be console only? Is it gonna be Epic Game Store? Is it gonna be black desert launcher but no it's going to be on mm-hmm. consoles and steam so yay for all of us that's good uh <laughs> i i they didn't show it at the showcase but stalker 2 there's some footage uh there's there's yeah. some impressions it's like we don't have to talk a lot about it but basically it sounds like they are making a stalker game it's got like a paper doll and crazy inventory and it's uh-huh. it's brutally hard and like i there was some concern that maybe it would be like you know fallout but not Fallout. Uh, Far Cry, but skinned with Stalker. Yeah. But it sounds like it's gonna be Stalker. So now, can they can they make the game good? I guess. Right. I saw PC Gamers preview said that it immediately brought them back to the like feelings of playing the old Stalker games. Like the universe was just as grim and depressing, and yeah, all that. Good That's stuff, what I want. So. That's what yeah. I want. I want that game that makes me just feel sad. Now, people have been saying that it has been visually downgraded. Oh, do you probably agree? Has. Also, yeah, like I wouldn't care. Like they just yeah. went; they were literally making a game in a war zone. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just videos about it, and it, I'm sure they were complaining. <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up! Like, 
I would rather be out and have yeah, them get yeah. money to run this company, you know, after Dude. getting bombed. Yeah, we're getting Stalker 2. Can we really complain, really complain at this point? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is just clickbaiters. Fuck them. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure it has, but, like, every game I gets got... downgraded from its, you know, trailers. Right. I just got this image in my of my in my head of like a guy coding Stalker two, and then like he's like, "Wait, I I gotta walk away from my computer for a second. He just picks up an AK forty seven, he just shoots outside, <laughs> and then he just goes back to coding Stalker two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it just yeah. popped in my head. But uh, Stalker two, it's been delayed to uh, quarter one. We'll see if it gets delayed again. But honestly, uh, it that's a good thing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, it costs money to delay, but like, you can't. Right now is not the time <laughs> to no. release any right. game. It's so no. weird. Gamescom's like, all these games are out right now. It's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, That's don't so release this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's, it's it's bonkers. It's there's just too much. Um, in a good way. Like, not complaining, but right. I, yeah, I'm having to like make a list of like, okay, what do I want to make sure that I play and not forget about that? Like, cause I bought some of these games I haven't even played yet um mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's uh mostly i'm just playing Baldur's gate but we'll talk about yeah. that later um guys are you ready for zach snyder's new film rebel moon oh, what dude. up <laughs> yeah so when i first saw yeah, that i mean uh, trailers it looked like i thought it was star wars like a, another yes. one of the star wars things <laughs> right. like the disney's making but then it's not it's like was it supposed to be a Star Wars script and then like Disney passed on it? Is that the story? I feel like that has to be the story. I I know nothing except the trailer. What were we gonna say, Orin? Uh I I don't know. I don't think I was gonna say anything. I was gonna just say that like it's weird that that movie is like yeah, because it fe- it does feel like Zack Snyder made his Star Wars or was gonna make a Star Wars movie and didn't get approved, so he just made an off-brand Star Wars yeah. <laughs> saga. It, do, it does feel like that, right? Just like watching it's the trailer. Fascist bad guys, fascist-looking bad guys, lightsabers, fucking... And maybe some Avatar, a guy running and jumping on like a griffin, a flying griffin or something. That's pretty Avatar. Um, so when this trailer came on, I tried to fast-forward, and I realized it was a live stream. <laughs> so... Sorry, yeah, I don't damn know. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the universe is no consistency, right? It's just like, just throw everything at the screen. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I, I feel like I wanted to make a point. We don't know, there's a lot of games that they talked about, but I feel like a larger point I wanted to make about Gamescom was like, there was a lot of games that felt like aesthetically, right? Like we're getting to the point where graphics are really good and like kind of not easy to get, but like, like say Unreal 5, it's like, oh, we could just do photogrammetry and we've got pre-made stuff. And there's even like, AI generated level making now that is possible, which is fucking weird. Um, so you got all these like really like um, like graphically intensive games, and it's just like they're so over designed, and they like have no style in some way. Like I, I like I made sure to like mark in red. I like wrote down all the games that I looked at, and there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games that were like. They just look so, like, blech, even though they're, like, impressive graphically, right? Like, like a big one, I think, is uh, that's coming out, that already came out, the Immortals of Avium, right? That, like, yeah. Right. magic. Yeah. Like, what is that even? I can't even, like, 
what does it even fucking what does it even look like? I don't even know. It's just cheesy. Uh, yeah. Vaguely Marvel, <laughs> like, vaguely uh, yeah. Doom Eternal, vaguely a yeah. bunch of things. Pretty graphic. I guess like but cheesy yeah. comic style. Yeah. Yeah. Or like that Atlas Fallen game that just came out. Like there's like a lot of games that just kind of look like fake games that are coming yes. out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they all look fake. Like AI generated. It's just so games. they're just I, Immortals felt just so generic and yeah. just not didn't grab me. I I I wanted to try it because I thought the genre of like which FPS like magic FPS is cool and it hasn't been really hit in AAA since like Hexen that was in AAA it was like an indie whatever we don't even debate that but I just don't yeah. think it's that's really on that's been AAA and I thought that was a cool idea even though I didn't right. like the style of it that much but apparently it's not that good so it looks like say what you will about Ghostwire at least like it mm. the, the gun feel the hand feel I don't know what you want to call that uh <laughs> looked pretty good and like you know the enemies reacted pretty decently you know like the magic was good and like even in the trailer, like they didn't show a lot of gameplay. They cut really mm-hmm. quickly, but it was like this looks bad. This looks dumb. Like the animation, you know, just looks. It, it it's not about just if you have all the Unreal Five bells and whistles on, right? It's about making the game feel good. Oh, Aaron, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that that's just something that felt like a trend was. Like Immortal, Immortals of Avium is like a big example of that, I felt. Yeah, the worst defender, I think. Yeah. Generic fantasy. Generic comic fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Just generic overproduced video games that don't have. Because I do feel Because you look at that, and clearly, like, a lot of people's time and effort was spent yeah. on that game. And probably a lot of passion. And it's like. Dead Space Director. I f- oh. oh, wow. Huh? Dead Fred Space Robbins. Director? Yeah. Uh, the original Dead Space? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I look at it and I'm just kind of like, it, it feels like a lot of compromises were, were made to get there, which, which sucks. Because, yeah, because people are working hard on this stuff, and I don't know. For years, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, think the, the I introduction just, you're a of, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I wonder on. if there's some latency or something, because I keep talking over Kevin accidentally. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> my, my, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I was just gonna say that the uh, Eurogamer point out the main character's name was Jack with a K, just J A K, and it just was just really lame. And I was like, yeah, it does seem <laughs> just. I don't know. It's just if they said that the writing just kind of fell all over the place, and it was just a there it was a ma- a mess of of uh, proper nouns. So you had to use no, the proper have, noun uh, instead of the proper noun. I'm playing Remnant Two. Remnant Two definitely has that, which is a game I like a lot. But yeah, that's mm. a game. I feel like yeah. that's a trend in a lot of games these days of just, and you know, we'll talk about Armored Core later. But like, it's so nice playing a FromSoft game because they just like trust you to just get it right away. Yeah. And then you play any other game, and they're like, we just need to like have these exposition dumps for like a whole hour and like explain all the systems to you and it's just like oh, what like why is this still a thing i still hate this i don't know exposition dump <laughs> is one of my least favorite dialogue especially when it's like terrible they're like hey how's it going john i'm your father the captain of the guard <laughs> in town let me make sure that we go defeat you know report to what's his name and so we can it's like my god no one talks like this god <laughs> 
you know the guy the guy who mentored me for 25 yeah. years to yeah. become who yeah. i am how yeah. did you forget that it's like, God. <laughs> mm. oh, shit uh what about lords of the fallen it looked so much like dark souls that it almost seemed like copyright infringement but it still looked pretty good yeah, it looks like a fun game. I think it also, it, I think it kind of falls into what I was saying aesthetically, right? Mm. It's like a lot. It's like there's a lot of design. Like, I don't know why Dark Souls or Elden Ring feels somehow cohesive and less showy than this, but yeah, it does. But I like the the idea of like two different worlds and using, a, I don't know if, if you guys have seen like the gameplay demo, like the longer, yeah, yeah okay. So. And they're talking about like using your, second life in order to get to this other world and like having to balance that and, mm. and you do more damage maybe in the other world i forget exactly what the gameplay benefits are you know there's pros and cons to being in these alternate dimensions and stuff which i thought was a cool cool twist so yeah i'm down eventually when it's like I'm gonna 10 play bucks it. yeah it does. I did game pass. It felt yeah. it yeah. felt a little derivative. I felt the same way about Blasphemous. It was like, wow, this is like the writing was just like this is so wannabe from soft. It was yeah. like, dude, mm. you're killing me here. But it was still it still seemed good. Uh, so mm -hmm. and so does this. Like I'll definitely try it, even if it's aping it. Yeah. Pretty pretty heavily. And that first boss has like, it's like a woman with like long red hair, and she like flies in and like a, like attacks you with her sword. And then like these like golden spears like rain down, and I'm like, come on, guys! Like this is an Elden Ring. <laughs> We've never did. seen it. <laughs> is that Lords of the Fallen? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And it was uh, like, yeah, oh, there was another game, another Souls like, uh, which had like a very obvious cribbing, Black Myth Wukong. If you oh, yeah. guys remember that one, there's this yeah. boss that does like the cleric beast shriek. And then mm -hmm. it does like the Ludwig, like shooting the sword, uh, the magic laser beams or whatever. I was like, oh, that's, that's the monkey people game, though, right? That's like Planet the, of the Apes, yes. Decoro. <laughs> that yes. does not look generic. Come on, monkey people. It doesn't look generic. I'm just saying, like that boss design or that boss yeah. uh, encounter, the you know mechanics of it. It was like, oh, that's that's Bloodborne. That game could yeah. be pretty. Cool if it that game's a Chinese developer. I've been yeah. following that game when it feels like twenty like twenty sixteen or something. I think we ruined that oh, game really? forever. Yeah. But uh it seems like gonna finally come out soon. And I, I read I think it was again it was Eurogamer, I believe, said that, that it was the best non from soft from soft style action game oh. they had played. Yeah from their looks, preview. Yeah, I like I assume you're only using a staff, which is interesting, and it has that neo like changing your stances and stuff and like I, I like that yeah. remix of it, right? And like mm -hmm. the smashes with the staff, I don't know. It looks unique. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. I'm uh... also the there was a tiger like drinking blood in the trailer, just like just gulping it down. That was pretty cool, Tiger Man. I yeah, like it's based guys. on a Chinese novel called Journey to the West. Oh, it's not like the Chinese <laughs> that, novel. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Journey <laughs> to the what? What is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it might be influenced by Romance of the Three King. No, no, it's definitely not. But um, Journey to the West. It, it, it yeah. looks. Uh, as, as, I've never read that story, but I know that I know Wukong is like a, I believe is a, uh, a deity, oh. in uh, Asian mythology, God. and he rides around like a Nimbus cloud, and he's a monkey. Is he guy. the monkey guy, or is that he's the monkey guy? Yeah. Okay. Aren't you just talking about Goku? 
Goku, Goku is definitely Goku. based on that character. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why he has a tail, even I think. <clears throat> Goku has a tail. I mean, Sometimes. I've never yeah. actually seen that show. So. What? He loses <laughs> his tail or something, right? They cut it off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I watched it as a kid, but yeah, in the, in the first Dragon Ball series, he has a tail and he rides around on a Nimbus cloud, so that's why I made that joke. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Like all these like from software likes, I feel like yeah. they're all kind of coming like three years too late. You know, like Lies of P. It's just Bloodborne mm-hmm. at sixty FPS. Lords of the Fallen just looks like Dark Souls three or something. It's like it's just yeah. In, why now i guess why now i don't know well it's because it takes that many years to make a game <laughs> yeah. yeah to see dark souls yeah, 3 and be like so. we're doing it five years we're gonna well, do dark souls 3 later. yeah it's like ah shit <laughs> yeah it's like there's so many at this point it's like i have to pace it out like i can't even like play a normal souls game because it's like well i don't want to have it taste too much like this game that I just played, you know, like I want to play Demon Souls at some point, and it's like, I mean, I guess that one's pretty. It's it's almost so simple that it's kind of different, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. Demon Souls was pretty short. Demon Souls yeah. is kind of a short game. Yeah, it's good to know. I'm excited. It's like the game I want the most. Is that a goddamn remake? That hasn't been announced, right? <clears throat> no, it's been leaked. Well, yeah, With years a remake ago. Of what? The Demon Souls remake is coming to Steam, coming to PC. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it was leaked. It was, but it's... It, I mean, it was announced day of the announcement, yeah, and they're like, true. "Wait, wait, no shit, that's sorry, true. take that away, take that off the trailer." Yeah, <laughs> we knew. Hmm. Yeah, we knew. Hopefully, that'll come soon. Uh, tell me about DLSS three point five. I I've seen like mention that it's a thing, but I have no idea what it is. So it is uh, NVIDIA's new uh, LLS technology that basically it just uh, cleans up the uh, ghosting and like, you, you know, so like with ray tracing specifically, it's a ray tracing feature. And so like in a ray trace like reflection, for example, sometimes you'll kind of see like almost the rays themselves, like little kind of like how something is almost like shimmering noise. Like, yeah. yeah, shimmery right. noise. It's a... Uh, uh, but like the pointillism, right? It's like a pointless painting. And this sort of cleans that up. Um, and mm. they showed some examples in the, they use cyberpunk. And then on like the website, they showed portal RTX. And that mm. was actually like, I think a better demonstration. They like showed like a portal cube and like a metal, like little pall. And like you saw that there were less shimmeries and, and shinies and stuff. Um, so it's just like a new, you know, evolution of, of ray tracing. As someone who, like, you know, I have a 3080, but at this point, it's like, that's almost not even good enough to, <laughs> to do. Tell right me about it. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, but one of the things that, like, with Portal RTX specifically, I, like, tried it out. Um, and, like, I noticed that ghosting. I was like, oh, this kind of stinks. I'm not going to use this technology ever. But now they fixed it. So maybe I'm more inclined. So it's just a nice little quality of life update, basically. Mm. Um, so we'll see when that releases i was impressed by the how good it looked in that trailer yeah. it looked it was like wow this really changed the ray trace lighting like it looks better than than the non dlss lighting oh yeah so. like i feel like it's going to be necessary to have on in, hmm. like or not necessary but like it is what everyone is going to do like you're going to want to have it on at all times um sure. and it's definitely with fsr3 
that was just announced. AMD's uh, frame generating technology. This is, you know, keeping them ahead of the curve as they've mm. always been one step ahead. Although right. FSR 3 apparently will work in any game, <laughs> as they were saying, like any DX 11 or 12 game, they're like, it's going to work. It's driver level. They we'll said. see. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I think the latency problem, because like with yeah. like DLSS 3, you needed the, the um, what is that? The reflex mode. Like, mm-hmm. how is every game just going to feel shitty and have like a bunch of latency? Like, yeah, you're at 150 FPS, but like, at what cost? But it feels like 30. That's that's not a cost I'm willing to uh, to pay if that's <clears> how it goes. But I guess said we'll that you need see. to have a high frame rate for all of those. Yeah, I think for you need at least like 60 like FPS for the non like uh, for the for the frame for the extra ones. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's crappy. They said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hmm. <clears throat> but I, I was doing with that. That's pretty cool. I was doing that this morning. The uh, deal. I have I have an AMD card right now, so FSR is good for me. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I have both. That's not true. I've got an NVIDIA card. I've got I've got I've got one of each. I always forget. Like, You're a collector. Um, I'm a collector. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It's good to see. Hope like a lot of games use FSR 2.1. So I wonder if a lot of games will use FSR 3. Hopefully, just to get like 120 hertz modes and not, not to get 60 from 60. 30. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, DF said that they couldn't. There was no from what they from what their impressions were on Gamescom floor. There was no discernible difference fidelity wise between FSR three and NVID, and DLSS three point at least three. I'm not sure if it was three point five or three, but basically they were saying that the quality of FSR three was at the point over it looked like DLSS. And there's really no difference. Wow. That's interesting. I haven't yeah. actually seen so, FSR or DLSS 3, but I understand that it's the interpolated frames don't have a lot of uh, artifacts, which is what it would cause. Right. That's why I like the soap opera effect can look so bad is because there's yeah. like the frames in between are like nightmare Blurry fuel. Messes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If FSR is as good as they're saying, Jesus. I think it's That's also cool. a big deal because FSR is used for consoles. Yeah, and right. even freaking Zelda uses FSR. So I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is like, why you get the NVIDIA console and you're using FSR? But uh, <laughs> the uh, I think I think it could be a big deal coming forward. Going forward, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, cool, <clears throat> very cool. Um, Baldur's Gate's coming to Xbox. There was a lot of uh, back and forth on whether it was going to come this year or not. I guess they made a deal. Film it, cracked a deal on the show floor with Larian, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no co-op for the Series S, which was the the one factor that was holding split me back screen. no split screen yeah i should say sorry yeah. definitely co-op uh, that would actually be pretty fucked if there's no co-op that would be fucked. right yeah. um what, what do you think about that orn as a series s owner is that it seems like a pretty niche feature so like it doesn't seem too big of a sacrifice it, it seems uh, the series s's place in the industry is so weird because um i keep hearing developers sacrifice um features for it but at the same time, I keep hearing that it runs Starfield well. Like, through, <laughs> you know, like apparently Todd Howard's playing it on a Series S or whatever, and it's apparently it runs well. So I just have never. Feels. I'm always trying to gauge like how relevant it still is. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see this happen. It's like, is there still parody? Is there like, is it not there? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seems like it's gonna get supported for a while. So like. You're still going to get the game. It's just like not every. You're not going to get the top line features every time. Which I would which be I guess surprised is, if they stopped 
supporting it. Yeah, that would actually that would, be fun. That would be it's the only console, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is a very, yeah, like a hyper-specific, like, case, right? It's like, it's a split-screen co-op in a game where, like, I mean, like, how many games even have split-screen co-op these days? You know, that's not <laughs> very few. a thing. And, like, I was thinking, like, oh, well, you know, if someone, like, Series S is, like, the cheaper option. Maybe someone, you know, who doesn't have internet access. That thing doesn't have a disk drive. So you need yeah. internet to be using that. So that's not really, like, a problem. Like, the, I, I feel like the person who's, like, I could only play with my friend next to me who has a Series S is, like, almost no one. So I feel like it's not that big of a deal right. um, in the grand scheme of things. You still get co-op. So it's just, like, you, it's hard to render co-op in you know in real time on your console so i feel like it's it's like a gameplay sacrifice and that's a very small gameplay sacrifice that i don't feel like it's going to translate to a lot of other games losing different features in the future like what you know because it's about the rendering specifically right like how many games have like gameplay features that i mean maybe there are there are examples and i haven't thought it through but it feels like this is kind of a a very specific case and i don't know if it's going to create a bad precedent in the future i feel like it's just the games are going to be really ugly on it eventually <laughs> yeah no i agree yeah i think the series s is still for the most part doing its job you know it's like allowing yeah. an entry point for people who maybe are more casual or they don't want to spend 500 dollars on a console or they don't have a high-end pc like it seems like it's still working out i mean i remember playing resident evil village in 2021 which is like a pretty high-end title visually and it looked great on the series s mm -hmm. so it's yeah. like it's still doing its job yeah although i was just gonna say the re engine is pretty like good so like that helps but anyway continue right, <laughs> right. i yeah. think the thing that's going to keep the series as afloat and i think it's probably was by design back when they started it was <clears throat> seems like the thing that holds games from any of the experience on my steam deck the things that hold stuff back is not gpu limitations it's cpu limitations and the yeah. cpu is pretty much the same from what i understand or very similar to the series yeah, x yeah. it's maybe a little weaker but i think as long as it's that then i think most games should be doable right should i i'm not a game dev but i, I would i would hope <laughs> based yeah. on what i've seen from my just protests with games that seems to be what matters I mean, I could still run right. shit on my laptop from 2018, yeah. right? Which is yeah. substantially less powerful. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta turn those settings down. But yeah, I think the Series S still has a, a good place, and I don't, I'm not too worried. I think it's like it's like a great partner for a PS5 owner who wants, you know, some Game Pass and some some Starfield and some shit like that. Right. <clears throat> Me. And it's I mean, the price of a Switch. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's a next gen console, so yeah. Right? All right, uh, guys, tell me about Armored Core. Let's let's do this. <laughs> Just get Armored Core. Uh, who should start? Who should start? Okay, I'll start. Who put forty hours <laughs> in, in a twenty-four hour period, though. I thought it... So, uh, we had a conversation about this prior, right? What does it take to make you like a mech game? <laughs> <laughs> Takes from soft, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? or they're at least sufficient for that right 
I, I haven't, I don't think I, so I did, like I said, I played on record one on PS1 on a demo disc with my friend OJ back in the day. We'd play Versus all the time. I actually have a lot of memories of playing that game. It's funny that like of the games, like I don't remember playing Jet Moto. I don't remember playing Cool Borders 2, but I remember <laughs> playing Armor Core 1. So there must have been something good about that game that stuck with me. Yeah. <clears throat> I also, just on this note, just briefly uh, was watching a long play as the game was preloading. And I noticed that there was a quest mission the mission was <clears throat> requested by a guy named Mirakumo and he said hunt the dark soul clan and kill them Whoa. and I was like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> this goes all the way back I didn't know that that's trippy but I do feel like there's something that like clicks with this game that I've like as a long time from fan I'm like oh I see where I see where some of this this comes from do you, have you notice that Orn? like yeah definitely uh, I, I'm seeing it yeah I I guess, like, for me, playing Armored Core, I'm, like, I was going into this game thinking, like, okay, I have no expectations. I don't know how similar to Dark Souls it's going to be. And then playing this game and just getting so wrapped up in the combat and the customization, like, to me, it's like playing Sekiro, but with more of an emphasis on long-range combat. And I'm like, once I my brain kind of clicked with that, I'm like, oh man, all my chips are in, all my chips are into this game. Yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, I don't like. I was first. I was like, I was like, this is cool. And I like, I like it. But I thought that actually the first boss was enough to sell me. I was like, oh, I can see how this where this could go. The very first boss on the first level. I was like, ah, I see where this what, how this how this could happen. And then I fought the final boss of chapter one. It was like, oh my god, that was the Sekiro boss. That this is. It was the Sekiro boss. Yeah. yeah, that's the Genichiro of this game. Yeah, like the, it's a really hard boss. I think. Uh, I'm actually. I'm ten hours into the game. I I'm I just finished chapter three. I'm on chapter four. Um, I don't really know how much further I have to go, but that Baltius fight was so far Balter, the hardest or, thing in the game. Or Balter Baltius. Maybe it was Baltius. I don't know. You might be right. <clears throat> it's that was like a really tough boss. It took me actually. I think I like I I was fighting it and it took me like 20 25 tries. I slept on it and then I went and this is part of the beauty of the game is the game has this emphasis on customization. So like if your play style isn't working out for a boss fight, you can just restart the mission over with a different setup. And the missions aren't that long, so it's not like, you know, you're making up a lot of time. But what I did was I was fighting Baltius. I had like two laser rifles and like bazookas on my back and it just like wasn't working out so what i did was i exited the mission i bought two shotguns and two laser rifles on my back because i was like i think that will work out better killed them in one in one try so that's kind of what makes this game so cool is that um unlike other from soft games in my opinion this game allows you to uh refit your play style for any given moment and they do they streamlined it in a way that is really awesome it's not like in elden ring where you're like oh i upgraded this axe and like i'm doing this slow heavy play style but i'm fighting millennia now and it's i'm not fast enough but i already upgraded my weapons and i can't go back like this game it's really like you can really change your play style and, and customization completely in a matter of like a few minutes it's amazing and is is money an issue at all? Like, because I assume you have to buy parts. 
yeah, once it, you I own think them, the... they're in your garage, so you can swap hot swap. Oh, really? really? Okay. Yeah. I think the game <clears throat> does, like, a good job encouraging you to buy a lot of different parts. Like, mm-hmm. they don't limit spending as much as in other FromSoft games, I feel like. Like, they, they give you enough opportunities to make money so you can buy different parts so you can change up your play style whenever you want. Okay. Yeah, because from listening about and watching about the OG ones, it felt like like you <laughs> you were, like, selling your legs just to, like, hope to get, like, a better, like, chassis and stuff. You know what I mean? Like... Like, sure. it was a real, like, resource management game. I it, I just didn't know if that carried over or if this one is more um, forgiving or <laughs> less of a, a uh, uh, I don't know, what, what you, whatever. Just, it's yeah, more generous. As, it's yeah. more generous. It's generous, yeah. There's no there's yeah. no real death penalty other than you okay. start from your checkpoint and your time. grade for the mission will go down if you die. Your raid? You have a grade in the end of the mission. Oh, great! Oh, and um, oh. it'll go down. So if you care, if you care about the grade, it's kind of, I, I I would liken it to like getting a high grade in Devil May Cry on a combat encounter. Right. Like it's not yeah. like essential, but it's there if you care. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I but felt yeah, like it, um, oh yeah, god, yeah. the uh, Strider fight was like holy shit! This is some spectacle that I like. Am not really impressed by spectacle like in games usually. I feel like I've seen it all. I haven't obviously, but I feel, that's how I feel. And I was like, wow, this is some serious real-time spectacle that's like i can go everywhere and do like it's all real-time happening it's not like it's not like a scripted set piece to the point of where i'm I'm like stuck like in a room and things are happening around me that looks cool it's like i can do anything and it's a set piece that's like looks crazy so i was really impressed by that uh yeah the strider level was unbelievable that was actually the moment where i was like okay i love this game yeah me too i could not believe it and a uh, kind of an interesting reference point is comparing it to Final Fantasy 16 because Final Fantasy 16 also has that level of spectacle but you don't really feel like you're controlling anything it feels like you're just kind of pressing buttons and watching a movie happen and this like the fact that like you actually scale that thing in a way that like you feel like you're the one navigating it and it's like yeah. a gameplay experience and then when you destroy it and you escape from it and you see it blow up in the distance i was like wow i completely that was all me that was all me doing that and it's it's just it it really reinforces like what makes from software so great right like that they're able to achieve that level of spectacle but it never feels like you're watching an interactive movie like it feels like you're actually doing everything that's exactly how i felt no interactive movie so sick and dude, the uh, thrusting, like the boost, and the fact that you can dodge midair, like that's so cool. Like this game has so much cool shit in it. Oh my god! A lot of people were saying that, or they were asking them, like, how come like it's got to be mechs? And they were like, you couldn't do this as a person. Like this movement just wouldn't make sense with like a human character. And it's like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> so much <laughs> of this is like flying around. Like it almost feels like like <clears throat> if someone wanted a game that's like what dbz fights would be like in a video game it's like this would be it (laughs) like a lot of the time it's flying shooting like massive projectiles at each other or like crazy shit happening with really strong avatars yeah that's what what the fourth game looked like it was just like constant dashing and like and then just keeping keeping your gun shooting or whatever yeah that's pretty badass i'm i'm really liking it i think it's 
really great. I'm I'm I I had high expectations for it, and it's still I think probably surpassing those so far. Um, yeah, I like knocking the enemies' posture off basically, and they're like j- yeah. just yeah. Have you used the uh, the buckler or the sh- the different shields? I haven't used the shields. I've been more like I've been brute forcing my way through the game, where like my my build is all just like I'm this giant mech. I have tank treads, <clears throat> I have two Gatling guns, I have two laser cannons, and I just pound people. I just pound mechs into submission, and it's so fun. I, just it's so funny because like I had this, I had a similar setup, and it reminds me like it reminded me so much of like. <clears throat> and doing in Dark Souls or Elden Ring, or I guess Elden Ring and Dark Souls Two would be the ones where like you like being like a heavy armor guy and like wielding like power stancing two massive weapons and just like <laughs> yeah. crushing everything. It's like it feels yeah. like a lot of the same philosophy and how you build your character is uh is uh their other their other games. So I I was really like happy to see that. But at the same time, it plays nothing like those games. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 really like it's so thrilling to me that because I'm not like. I, I was going into this game and Kevin, you said it like, I'm not a mech guy. I, I just don't really care about mechs. It's just like, not my thing. Like it's not my genre. And just, it's so thrilling to me, like playing this game and from software is like, Oh, we're going to make you like mechs. And you're, here's why. And like the gameplay feel and the, and like the fact that like, you kind of kind of see like a lot of the DNA from Sekiro and dark souls and mm-hmm. kind of have it applied here but in a totally different way like it's like kind of it's such a cool shakeup of the FromSoft formula like going from this massive open world Elden Ring game that's like medieval and it has an emphasis on exploration to this game where it's all about customization and combat and movement it's like I, I don't know how they're able to consistently do this like it's it's insane to me I agree I also was really impressed <clears throat> on that note like on how different it is like the vibe is so it feels from but it feels like nothing like their other games like it's totally has it has this like emptiness it's like an empty like sci-fi vibe it's like it reminds me a little bit of metal gear aesthetically yeah in in zone of the enders it's like that like i guess like like 90s sci-fi feel yeah Yeah. so cool totally i I really like that about it uh i don't like walter's cheesy anime voice (laughs) Sure. Like, he's a little his voice is a little too low and cheesy sounding for me but whatever i don't it's not a big deal like i i like the the anime quality of this game i like a lot i just think walter's voice is like a little much i just <laughs> but it, it's a nitpick no big deal uh i felt like that once i did that level with the bo- Sekiro boss the whole game feels like it's starting to unfurl too and i was like oh this is more interesting than initially comes off as so I also was happy to see that. Just as, there's, there's a lot to it. it. Seems like I'm waiting for some of the uh, from classics to show up, like patches and the Moonlight yeah. Sword, particularly. I'm hoping <laughs> <clears throat> for both of those. I know I know patches is an originally an Armor Core character. So, what are you saying, her? Patches is originally an Armored Core character. He is, yeah. That's crazy. He's, he's called Patches the Good Luck, and apparently he his weapon is like a big like laser spear thing and like a huge shield. And that's why they gave him that in Dark Souls to like match his armor core build. Oh, <laughs> that wow. was really funny. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping to see patches. And the Moonlight Sword has to be in this game. And the thing is that the melee weapon is so fun, like I love the melee weapon. So I want like yeah. a ranged version of it would just be like perfect. 
can you well i guess i was gonna say can you do a melee build like full melee i don't know i haven't found a right-handed weapon that does melee gotcha well i think you can i think you can yeah you could do a sword in both hands right i I haven't oh can you get a sword in your right hand yeah i think so oh i didn't know i just haven't I just haven't been interested in a melee build because I really want just like the uh, Gatling guns. <laughs> right. I do think playing as like the BJ Blazkowicz and just like like on everything is very very satisfying. I've had a lot of it's good, really fun. Fun. especially when you have second guns. You can like pull out shotguns and then like pull out assault rifles. It's like yeah. <laughs> just to go, go on on total uh, crazy shooting spree. Do you guys feel like, or I guess, Orin, do you feel like this is like a like a, like a like a total PS1, PS2 feeling game, but like in the best possible way? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Even yeah. with the tone, yeah, yeah. like if it's it seems like uh, they're yeah throwing back to early Konami, like that's kind of what they're going for, and I think it's so cool that they're doing that because I feel like I haven't seen this they, type um, of style since 2002. Armored Core games are also PlayStation 2 games, so yeah. I think they're throwing back to. From soft, <laughs> yeah, they're thrown back to from themselves. Soft, they're thrown back to their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, even you know what I mean? It's like you have like the really gritty mech things, and you see like the little red neon light. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's like that reminds me so much of like Metal Gear Solid. And yeah, stuff. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's cool. How does it run on PS5? Well, it runs well. It's like. It kind of hovers between like the 50, 60 FPS range, mm. but it never like stutters so much. Okay. Like it runs better than Elden Ring. <laughs> so. That's good. It better. <laughs> it better. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think my one criticism of the game um, that like has kind of stood out a little bit is um, I'm not like the storytelling isn't really on the level of other FromSoft yeah. games, mm. and yeah. I kind of expected that. It's interesting, and I see like what they're going for, and I'm, I'm kind of curious how the game ends. But I don't think like the storytelling is ever as interesting as, like what it is at face value. I do like some of the artistic artistic choices with the storytelling because, um, like the whole, the whole world they're painting is that this is like a post apocalyptic world, and all that exists are are like corporations like Amazon and Apple and they just fight it out with Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's like an inspired world. Like what if it's just like all, only corporations and they just fight it out. Um, but um, another, and then the other thing I like about the story is that you never see any humans ever. You just yeah. see or, hear like codec calls. So it kind of calls into question, like what is a human? Cause it's like, there's this whole concept of augmented humans. It's like, are those, like flesh and blood humans are they just ais so the Mm. game is kind of making me wonder like what even is a human in this world um which is interesting but um i still don't think the story is like on the level of a dark souls or a bloodborne but we'll we'll see how it plays out it's funny (laughs) on that note like from the presentation perspective it's it feels like such a straightforward video game unlike their other games i was like right it's just funny to like play like I don't know a FromSoft game that's modern that feels so like straightforward in that in that manner because I never really have done that a game like this just kind of like yeah it's a video game we got our story boom 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 pick your missions boom 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 right which is interesting in a weird way it ends up being like 
uh, like one of the most interesting shakeups of a FromSoft game because it's yeah. like what is what does a normal FromSoft game look like? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's still really hard and really challenging. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I feel like it, the game is breaking me, but um, but yeah, like it was interesting playing that first helicopter fight and the guy in the radio is like you have to get close to the enemy to try to strike him with your sword i'm like oh my god this isn't a FromSoft game luckily that's the only time they do that because that's the tutorial level but it was just funny playing a FromSoft game where the game is actually actually has a tutorial um yeah but yeah does it feel more or less difficult than like a sekiro or souls Oh, it's, I think it's easier so far than... Definitely easier than Sekiro. Sekiro okay. was fucking hard. Sekiro, <laughs> yeah. is the, Sekiro is the hardest FromSoft game, in my opinion. Okay. But, um, it definitely is. Yeah. But I, I do think... It's definitely no slouch. It's, it's definitely difficult. Like, I've died 30-plus times to two bosses, so it's not, like, easy. But yeah. I think it's easier than Sekiro and Dark Souls. But what do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I would agree. Like, I was just playing Dark Souls 3 with my girlfriend, like, last week, and I was, like, dying, like, a ton of times. Like, a ton of times. And, like, I played that game, like, hundreds of hours, and if you combine that with all this time I played playing, like, Souls games, it'd be, like, thousands of hours, and, like, I still yeah. die, like, to regular dudes. Uh, this game I've died, like, numerous times, but it hasn't been, like, tons of times. Like, to beat... I think it is Balti. I think you're right, Baltius. To beat yeah. that boss, it took me, like, maybe six tries? Yeah. Um, but before that, no boss killed me more than once, I want to say. So it's been challenging. And, like, that fight with Baltius is, like, fire, firing on all cylinder kind of fight. Like, like every every yeah. moment of it is, like, super intense. Um, but I don't think it's as hard as Souls. I think it's also mechanically easier to pick up because it just seems more... I don't want to say straightforward, but maybe more uses skills that you have from other games. Whereas for the souls games are very particular and their timing and everything. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's easier, but not easy yeah, at all. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, uh, I'm, yeah, the Baltius fight was the hardest one for me. Like, I think, uh, yeah, like I think I said 30 plus tries. It's probably more like 20 plus tries for the Baltius fight. And I think it, I think I just realized after a certain point that my build just wasn't good for that fight. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, rebuilt my characters and then I just nuked them. So, but I think that's what makes the game cool is that it still has that from soft level of creativity where it's like, if something's not working out, you can kind of like find a different strategy. And uh, I think that's cool. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm <clears throat> like, you know, every from software game, I'm like, all right, this is going to be an ordeal. Like I'm going to enjoy it, but it's like, <laughs> I'm committing my, my, my time and also my patience and my, my blood pressure to play this game. But to hear that it's like, I mean, satisfyingly challenging is what it sounds like. Not like, you know, throw your controller in, you know, hard. Uh, that makes it, that makes me more uh, interested to get it sooner rather than later. <laughs> I mean, I like dying and getting brutally destroyed in games. So, like, maybe like, yeah. I'm not the best person to ask if that's something that you don't like. Uh, I mean, on like, that regard. yeah, there. Are, I mean, I've played Sekiro, and like, okay, there are certain fights where it's like, like the owl. Like, oh, that yeah. was hard, but like, I also 
it was like really rewarding to like get all that timing down so like i could appreciate that like if 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 armored core isn't as hard as that then i think i'm i think i'm good not so far not so far out the father or first out get really really the first okay oh god i'm not beating the second one the second owl i think that took me 100 like 100 attempts no joke yeah i'm scared of it (laughs) it's uh gosh yeah i think I think Armored Core is an easier game to recommend than like an Elden Ring because Elden yeah. Ring is literally like 150 hours. <laughs> yeah. Like you're losing like your life to that game. Like I started playing this game on Friday night, and I I think I'm already more than halfway through the campaign. Yeah. So it's you're just crazy. like an easier game to recommend where it's not gonna just like consume you. And I do think mean, that's do you mean really Thursday nice. night. Yeah, Thursday or Friday night? Because yesterday Thursday. was Friday. It was Thursday. Not... It was Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. it was okay, Thursday. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was like, you're you right. did not do that in like less than twelve hours. Right. No. Yeah. You're right. Uh, okay. I, I'm ten hours into the game. I just I oh. checked my trophies uh, before because <laughs> yeah. PlayStation tracks it. But um, yeah. No. It's um. It's. I'm really glad that the game is like twenty hours long because I was kind of dreading another from soft game that just consumes your life yeah so i was like a little hesitant to get this game but when i like saw that it wasn't as long as elden ring by any means and it's like and it's like people who wouldn't normally like mech games are loving the game that kind of tipped me over the edge to buy it and i i, I love it I, I i just there's something about a new from soft game like to me it's it's just like the addiction is real. Like that first oh, yeah. week of a new FromSoft game, I'm just like, like when I'm doing like last night, I was hanging out with uh, my sister and my brother, and we were just like listening to music. And like every few minutes, I was like, oh, I could be playing Armored Core. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that feeling. Like oh, crap, I could be playing it. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's uh, definitely hype. It's on my mind a lot. Definitely uh, going to be in my game of the year, top top 10, maybe top 5. We'll, we'll see how it fares. Let's see. We'll see. It's fucking great. Another <laughs> FromSoft hit. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. I think uh, I'm going to try to make some time for it like in December. I just don't see how I could possibly fit that in my freaking busy schedule till then. Yeah. It's not going well, anywhere. It's not going to be as long as Starfield. So, yeah. like, if you're feeling, like, a really great, like, 20-hour experience, like, there you go. All right. Um, I want to hit Baldur's Gate real fast because uh, my, my voice will only hold out for so long, and I think we talked about it a lot last week. I have put, I think I'm at, like, 50-plus hours into that game now, but some of that has been co-op. Um, I, I, I want to compare it briefly to Final Fantasy 16 because that's another game that's very story-heavy and took a lot from Game of Thrones. I don't think that Baldur's Gate necessarily would say like Game of Thrones was a big influence, but you can see in the sort of storytelling, like, okay, let's back up one sec. Final Fantasy 16 is like, oh, we like Game of Thrones so much, we're going to like make characters exactly like Game of Thrones characters. They're going to have similar names. We're going to use words and, and terms, and we're going to just copy a bunch of shit and like aesthetically ape it, but not really capture the, the heart and soul maybe of it. Um, I think Baldur's Gate doesn't do any of that, and it doesn't necessarily capture the heart and soul. It's got its own heart and soul, but it takes the sort of like storytelling. Like it feels like it's like three really good seasons of Game of Thrones put in one video game. Like the storytelling is just like that riveting. Uh, in my experience so far, um, 
I think also Final Fantasy 16, you spend an enormous amount of time watching the game. Like when you're in a story, you're just like, put your controller down because you're not going to be using it for like 45 minutes. Um, this game, like it really does, like it's extremely story heavy, but it like blends the story so well with the gameplay that you're never going to put your controller down and you never feel like you're just watching. You always feel like you are participating in the story and it's like, it's, it's made it really, really good for me. So I am loving that game. So is apparently everybody else. Uh, and that's all, that's all I have to say. I don't know if Kevin wants to add anything or not, but. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just. Uh, I played it some more, and I just am consistently impressed with how good the writing and the performance, and just the way the characters look when they talk. I think it's probably the best looking I've seen in a game. And uh, I also was impressed that when I went into like the goblin camp, like every single goblin had a voice and had lines, and some of the lines were funny, and they were kind of like off the beaten path, and they were they. It just felt like a world that existed, like it was like a very believable place. And I think Larian really deserve all the, the hype they're getting for this game because even though I, I don't like the combat, uh, I think the combat is well executed. I just don't I just find it tedious and I don't enjoy it. But um, I think that I think that if you do enjoy that combat, this would probably be like <laughs> as good as it gets of a game for you, like Aaron. So uh, I I I, uh, I really like the game. I'm definitely gonna beat it, but I probably won't beat it till like next year. If yeah. even that. <laughs> Are there is there combat difficulty settings? There is. I lowered mm-hmm. it. And okay. it, makes, it makes it better because, like, there'll be times when you'll, like, run in. You'll, like, have your character, like, run in and take, like, a turn. Take, like, you know, like, maybe, like, a minute and, like, yeah. go and swing and they'll miss. And then you, like, <laughs> okay. And, like, watch the enemies all move around. And then, like, okay. It's, like, it just, if, 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 if pacing in that regard is something that you, like, care about, which I guess I do. Maybe not everyone cares about that. They don't, they don't feel like that's bad pacing. But to me, it feels really slow and, and cumbersome. Um, then it's a, it's a bummer. Especially when yeah. you miss. It's just, like, ugh. <laughs> It's just D and D because I remember. I mean, I remember pen and paper missing like half of my attacks. Right. And it's like my characters yeah. missed. They just like swung and they just completely were just <laughs> way off. Like they, how does this happen? They, just, they didn't even block it. I just yeah. was. I wasn't even looking right. Like yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. just missed. Uh, no, that happens. Uh, Josh Sawyer of uh, uh, Obsidian was having a good conversation on Twitter about mm-hmm. that, talking about like how Pillars of Eternity, which is kind of like the spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate 2. So almost is a Baldur's Gate 3 in its own respect and actually is plays way more like the old Baldur's Gate games. Has like a grazing mechanic and yeah, I don't know. The combat, I think if you like tactical turn-based combat, it's about as good as it gets and it's it's very challenging. Like I, I always feel like I have to think every fight through. There's no trash fights. That's another thing. Every side quest has been like top tier. Yeah. There's been no MMO fetch quest. Everyone, mm-hmm. like I couldn't even tell you what was a side quest and what was a main quest because they all felt... <laughs> so so well written and substantial and like fun yeah it didn't nothing felt half-assed in that regard it was all it was all full ass i guess <laughs> full ass <laughs> yeah Bones out, words. Out. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what's the what's the full what's the better version of half-assed it's good i don't know uh yeah no they, they, they like nothing in the so the combat encounters feel really thoughtful and like meant yeah. to challenge you and build off your knowledge so uh, it's it's pretty pretty good game um yeah, I think I'm going, once one of my friends gets a better PC, we're going to do like almost like our own D&D campaign, right? Like we're yeah. going to, four of us are going to play the co-op together and like try and make it like a scheduled thing to, to meet up and, or not meet up physically, but meet up and play that game. So I'm looking forward to yeah to playing that. 
I think you'll like have a good time doing it that way. You yeah. will have a good time. The only caveat to that I would say is if you have four people, you won't get any of the party members, which means you won't get their like dialogue and the story. So I guess oh, if you right. care about that stuff, you can I would play, play the party members. Player. You can. Yeah, you could play as a stereo. I think it's to make a character. Shadow Heart. No, I, uh, well, I could be wrong, but I. Um, I don't know, I but I guess the, the only thing I would just say on just to keep in mind with that is like yeah. the writing in that stuff is so well done that you will miss a lot of that if you're like goofing off with your friends Dude, like you'll you will miss Asterion and big time and and the oh. uh, honestly all of them they're, they're yeah. all good yeah they're all good oh shit i guess i gotta play it twice then yeah <laughs> yeah it's only you're only that's only 300 hours of your life hours. yeah i know <laughs> yeah uh anyway um zach Yo. I, i've been hearing things about turbo turbo overkill and the funny thing is that i actually owned it um, I went to go buy it and then I owned it. This is not the first time this has happened because I buy early access games on like a whim oh, and then I yeah. play for 10 minutes and forget that I own them. That's what happened with Darkest Dungeon, the same thing. I was like, oh, this game oh, sounds really? awesome. And then I was like, oh, I own it. Uh, but yeah, Turbo <clears throat> Overkill like, is like, looks like the best Doom Eternal boomer shooter that I've seen. I don't, I don't know. I've, I played a few hours of it. I like it, but tell me about it. Yeah, um, for the uninitiated, uh, Turbo Overkill is a cyberpunk boomer shooter uh, developed by Trigger Happy Interactive and published by Apogee. What? You pronounced that wrong. <laughs> How did you pronounce I was, it? I was, How did it's you say it? Apogee, if I remember Apogee. correctly. Apogee. Apogee. Is that like how they say it? It's no, Apogee. I, I, I just read it when I was like a kid playing Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. And uh, I've just misread oh, yeah. it probably as a young child and it oh, never God. changed. But anyways, like, continue. Uh, I'm sorry. ID, ID software. ID software. ID software. ID. That's crazy. Dude, I need your ID. Um, <laughs> like that one is like, it's id. Like it's about the brain. Like we know that. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Um, that was ten. <laughs> uh, debatable. Oh, debatable. Mm, not. But anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, it's just a awesome. really. Oh what. This game looks awesome. I'm looking at screenshots. Of yeah, it. it's just a really awesome. fucking colorful, ultra-violent, uh, I guess, like, I mean, boomer shooter, but very Doom Eternal-like. Um, like, yeah, maybe I, not boomer shooter. Maybe just Doom Eternal-like. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, those, that's a melding gray area, I guess, um, as time goes on, and all of these games that are supposed to be about old games are just driven off of each other, and now there's just a new, you know, cycle of games anyway um but yeah it's just it's just fucking good it's just really colorful really violent um like lots of jibbing lots of you got like a chainsaw leg that you like you know slide around on and kill dudes with um one specific scene of violence was it's it's almost like kind of um like the most violent thing in in a weird way like so you shoot a dude's legs off and like shoot his like whole lower body off, and then you take his intestine, and then you tie it up somewhere, and then you use like throw the other half of him down and like slide down his intestines like a rope, and then jump somewhere. It was like really kind of weird <laughs> out there, but like that's the tone. This shit, this game just doesn't give a fuck. It's just very like splatter. yeah, yeah, <laughs> very over the top, ridiculous. Uh, there is a lot of lore though, um, a lot of backstory, a whole codex explaining every item and and enemy and fucking it's almost it that's a doom eternal ism is having a lot of lore that i don't give a shit about uh and i'm <laughs> yeah. never gonna read right uh, <laughs> yeah and so the story kind of 
is whatever i'm just here to shoot things and you know there are some cool set pieces but like i don't care about the context of this like you know it's big corpos trying to assassinate people and there's a ai that's trying to take over everyone's brains and make them one being you know what i mean that's it's it's sci-fi stuff uh but you're there for for the killing um but i mean the big stuff is really just like there's a lot of mobility which i guess is that's the doom eternal stuff you got the leg slide you've got the chainsaw leg slide dashes double jump grappling rocket jumping wall running crazy air control you can just like swerve right exactly and like after your wall after you like grapple you can do a double jump after that and it's just like and and they throw a lot of dudes in you in big arenas to you know make use of all of these uh different ways of mobility so you're just flying in the air fucking rocketing dudes and shooting your you know mini uzis at people and it's just it's just fun it just feels really good there's really good game feel um Mm -hmm. that's kind of in a sense that's kind of all there is to say um (laughs) but there's just a lot of shit there's a lot of guns every gun is an alt fire which is basically like another gun there's upgrades for your like uh you know your like well i mean there's other mechanics there's a slow-mo there's uh, a micro missile button thing that just you know shoots like a whole swath of missiles um what else do we got fucking i wrote notes um yeah there's just there's just a lot of stuff um and you're constantly like upgrading yourself over the game the game's really long there's Mm -hmm. three episodes and i think there may be 10 to 12 levels each okay and maybe like 15 to 20 minutes each level so like there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of game there and you're always progressing yeah how would you compare it to any other boomer shows you play any other ones recently or otherwise um (laughs) so i've played dusk that was one Mm. of my favorite horror games on that podcast yeah um (laughs) but dusk is definitely more classic i mean dusk has like you know you can learn to bunny hop and stuff and so Mm -hmm. there's that sense of mobility but um that one i feel like is more classic feeling and the weapons i mean you get like the in quake right you have like the the nail gun and like the super nail gun that's how dust kind of works this one it's like every gun is like your uzis turn into a accurate high power low fire rate assault rifle your shotgun is a grenade launcher your you know like Everything is like dual purpose. It's almost like so much. <laughs> there's so much stuff to use and to do. It's 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 almost overwhelming, mm. uh, in a way. But uh, another boomer ship, Proteus. So, I I enjoy Proteus, but the problem was, I didn't unlock any of the mobility stuff. There is apparently a double jump in that game. Mm-hmm. I never got it because you have to find the secrets, secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ore to get it. And so I never got that. And so the game felt very samey to me for like <laughs> for most of its runtime. And I'm like, why is this game kind of lame? It's because I didn't I couldn't jump around. Um, so I need yeah. to play that game in a better <laughs> just look up where to find the ore to unlock the shit that I need. Um, but I think it's I, I prefer turbo overkill to proteus in just how like fast paced it is right like that's that's kind of the big thing like there's just so many encounters and there's so many enemies and you're flying around um it's 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 a lot and i i kind of like um 
overstimulating games. Uh, so it, it works for me. Um, yeah. The guns feel good. Uh, I think the most interesting gun is the dual. Aaron is smiling up there. I'm sorry, Zach. I am so sorry. Zach, Aaron is like you're... laughing because you're having Zach this, like, is like frozen in a gift. This, this animation is repeating over and over. Wait, what? Yeah, My connection was kind of weird. Like for your head hanging or something. You're or having like, this like, like a... Starcraft like gl- glitching on your camera, and it just it was, and I just watching Aaron like s- slowly break over the guy. You were explaining this. I was just making him smile more. Oh shit! Uh, it's yeah, actually really cool. Cool because it's like an animated GIF. Dude, I actually yeah, think it's awesome. Like, what's the guy from happening? the eighties? Yeah, the, like the head. Oh, uh, Max Headroom. Max, you look like Max he- yeah. Headroom right now, like a Max Headroom GIF. All right. Well, I, somebody should record this because it's kind of amazing. But it's pretty yeah, awesome, honestly. Talking about like a sci-fi cyberpunk game and like having your avatar do that <laughs> yes. just is so funny. <laughs> okay, I'm just recording it with my phone, so this is like the Starfield leaker. But um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, the game is really funny. It, yeah. it feels more like Doom Eternal than a throwback shooter, really. Yeah. And it's no, such no. a high mobility shooter that I almost feel like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't call it a boomer shooter because it's not. It doesn't feel like Quake One or Doom as much. No. As it feels like Doom Eternal. And maybe Ultra Kill. Like I haven't played Ultra yeah. Kill, but it, like from the gameplay I've seen of that game, I'm like, oh, this feels like, you know, the sliding and like the jumping around and rocket jumping and stuff. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, the guns feel really good. I think the dual Uzis is like my favorite gun. Like it's kind of that doesn't sound like an interesting gun, but just the fire rate is so fast and it just sounds really good ripping into dudes. Um, and the other guns feel pretty good. Um, the sniper is kind of you get a sniper eventually, but it's kind of eh, it's all right. Um, uh, You're moving too fast to snipe. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, well, the one comparison to Doom Eternal which I think it doesn't hold up to is, is quick switching. So that's something mm. that they, they talk about in like the little, um, they'll have like tips in the loading screen. They're like, you can quick, quick switch your guns. And there's a upgrade that I got where it's like, if you switch to a gun, that gun for a second gets like extra damage. So it's like, mm. oh, they want you to be switching guns. You know, that's an incentive to do that. But there are only, so there's a rocket launcher, there's a double barrel shotgun, and the sniper that, kind of work with quick switching right like the point of a quick switch is to like end like the cooldown animation of a weapon and go to something where you can quickly get off high damage and, like doom eternal had a lot of stuff for that it had the 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 sniper on the assault rifle it had the double barrel shotgun it had the what's that called the fucking laser red laser Arc uh, gun, I don't know. Yeah, the, the sentry gun or whatever. I forget um, what it's called. Maybe yeah, that's a weird chain name gun? for it. Not the chain gun. Not chain the gun, you don't. The the red and then like if you hold the alt fire, it'll like do like it's a like big a like or something. Yeah. Line, yeah, it's like a ballista. In Doom? Thank you. In Doom Eternal. Oh Eternal. yeah, the ballista. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Um, I never used that gun. That, that's not true. Um, to use that gun actually. Oh, that's good. I just would just press the button in a second and like switch another gun exactly right yeah um and so i feel like doom eternal had better guns for the quick switching um Um, and maybe that's doom obviously was designed around that turbo overkill it feels like they're like i was saying there's so much stuff that it kind of for people who thought doom eternal was prescriptive it kind of answers or fixes what they might feel where it's like i have to do the same thing over and over or like deal with enemies in like similar ways it's like you can kind of 
figure it out and like your upgrades can have give you different you know gameplay styles and stuff like i said like i'm leaning into the quick switching but you don't have to that's just like mm. you know they they offer um upgrades for that so i i think if you're into sort of like the classic boomer shooter where you can kind of just like use whatever guns you want depending on the difficulty maybe the highest you have to be very like on point perfect like know exactly what guns kill what or whatever but um even on the second highest i forget the names they're all like hurt me plenty you know that kind of stuff right um even though the second highest it feels like i have room to kind of experiment and play around and be like oh i don't want to use that gun right now i'm going to use this in this encounter um and so i think for those who think doom eternal like i said is prescriptive i think this game kind of answers that um that hmm. that problem um yeah but but yeah it's just fucking good and there's even like a car level at one point or like a flying car at some point that you move around a big level in that's pretty cool um yeah i think i think it's all i think it's worth playing for anyone who likes violent fps games um <laughs> and it's only like 20 bucks i think i'll yeah, try uh, it one of these days definitely Eventually. yeah exactly like it you might even like it because, like he's saying, it solves that yeah. sort of prescriptive dilemma. Yeah, right. My, big, my I, biggest complaint about Eternal. I like that kind of play, but I understand not liking it. So, like, yeah, yeah, this is for for you. I mean, I feel for like sure. if you liked uh, postal brain damage, right? Like, I mean, I don't, I haven't played that, but it's a good one. if that game was good, it's got to be good too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the better ones. I'm still surprised by like I, yeah. I, every time I mention it. I was like, that game was really good. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, the only complaint I have is that the main character's character design is pretty lame. Um, he's just kind of a bald dude in like a basic outfit. But that's got, not really what's, a big what's wrong deal. with bald dudes? What's going on here, man? <laughs> he needs a hat. You're wearing a hat, man. All right? And uh, that balances you out. <clears throat> <laughs> in terms of your character design <laughs> is he like a is he like a like a ripoff of rex power cult who already was like a parody character of 80s action heroes power cult. i don't know who that is rex power cult is the uh, main character from um oh, Blood Dragon. yeah oh yeah. yeah basically yeah he looks a lot like this yeah yeah he's huh. like a knockoff of a knockoff <laughs> Yeah, he mm -hmm. looks pretty bland. He and does. Then, like, he does look pretty lame. Right, he looks a lot worse than I thought. Actually, he looks yeah. <laughs> like the character and like the detailed character animation in this game is not very good in the cutscenes mm. and stuff. But that it doesn't fucking matter. You know, you're like yeah. flying around. You're not looking at like the intricacies of the arm movements of <laughs> of an enemy. You're just like, is he dead? All right, let's move on. Um, yeah. So, and I think all the enemies' like silhouettes are like good and like readable enough that. And that's what's most important, right? Totally. In a game with like right. 50 dudes on the screen. It's like, I know who that is. I know who that is. Here's mm -hmm. how I deal with them. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I, I really recommend it. It's it's substantial, so maybe right now it's not a good time to play it, as there are a lot of substantial games to be playing. But, <laughs> you know, next game drought, I'd say throw yeah. it on. So maybe so, in 20 so years. 20 yeah, yeah, 2027. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that game's on uh, sale on Steam if you buy the Turbo Stone bundle, which comes with that game, and Blake Stone Aliens of Gold. So it's cheaper than that? if you buy just... Blake Stone Aliens of Gold's a Wolfenstein 3D game developed by Jam Productions and published yeah, that's, by oh. Apogee. 
Apology. I don't think I want to play that. But uh, <laughs> um, well, okay. Keeping it in a similar vein, uh, a medieval had their DLC come out, oh, yeah. and that is not super long. And it's kind of like you have to own the game, but it's it's a standalone campaign. I think it's only ten levels. I played about seven of them. Um, a medieval, for those of you who don't know, is sort of the heretic and hexen to dusk's doom and quake. But I also feel like there's a lot of Quake 1 in the geometry and the, the architecture. Like, this game is very visually impressive. Um, like, I think you could show it to most people and they'd be like, oh, that game looks good. Whereas a lot of these retro shooters, people would be like, that doesn't look good. But <laughs> unless they unless they have the taste, you know. Like, this this game has, like, it has ray tracing, too, if you want to turn it on, which looks pretty interesting. Um, but the, the DLC is called the Black Labyrinth. And um, it adds, like, a melee fist weapon that just feels so good usually melee first person games can kind of hit or miss pretty hard uh this one makes you feel like a boxer because you can kind of like take a couple of hits and then you dodge take a couple of hits almost feels like dark souls i guess in first person but um you move a million miles an hour the 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 architecture and level design is just exquisite every level has been just like jaw droppingly beautiful is um, it better than the base game like is it noticeably i think so like i think it's as good as the best of the base game basically okay. like there's kind of a theory that Under the Mayo puts forward that I think tracks with a lot of these these indie shooters is that the each each um, expansion or chapter of the game because they're usually produced linearly is better than yeah. the previous one. So like the third chapter or what is it act I guess of, of Dusk is like the best, right, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Same thing with like Harat, which came out recently. So I feel like this is built on top of all the knowledge they gained making a medieval, which already was a really fantastic game. Um, these levels just feel really good and really like like there's no fat and and you know it's like I think it's like a five hour thing maybe four or five mm -hmm. hours total so and it's only ten bucks so it's uh, I, I liked it a lot yeah it's good for like I mean an episode right of a game you know mm -hmm. five hours it's a lot yeah yeah I'm yeah. gonna definitely play it. it's one of those <laughs> gotta get to it <laughs> I played the base game I had the base game in VR which is actually really good in VR but oh is yeah. it yeah. Shit. I should try that. Yeah, if you have, a, I have a Quest Two, so yeah, I can play it on the Quest Two, just the Quest Two, not like plug in my PC. Just nice. Oh, I gotta do just it on the PC. No wires, that's why I like that. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, it look it looks really pretty. I'm just like looking at screenshots right now. I like the art style a lot. It's gorgeous. Like uh, unlike I'm saying, like every other throwback shooter is is maybe an acquired taste. Obviously, a taste that I have, but like. I could see a lot of people being like, that just looks ugly and old. Like, this is a game that I think most people are like, oh, that's gorgeous. It does look really cool. Yeah. I think it was a maybe great yeah, VR game. Honestly. Hmm. I really liked it in VR. Nice. Yeah. Um, Zach, you've been Tony Hawking? That, that I have. <laughs> I apologize for taking up so much time in the what games we've played section. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I recently replayed Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Um, I guess. <laughs> oh, nice. Do, what, what is nice everyone's? Yeah, what's everyone's history with Tony Hawk? I'm curious. I, I know mine. I played to death. Yeah. I played the PlayStation demo disc with Aaron. Oh, yeah. That's we true. played it two player, and I remember yeah. being like, "Hey, is Tony Hawk in this game?" And Aaron was like, "I don't think he's one of the either of these characters." And I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right." And then like it was like the main character that Aaron <laughs> yeah. was playing was like, "But it's a PS1 game. You can't even tell." It's like no. the graphics are so <laughs> poor. So we played the first game, and then I remember playing the second game a lot on PS1 as well and being a huge fan of my friends. It was like a game I, like, my friends would talk about, like at school we all hang out and play Tony Hawk. Yeah, and I also dude. played three at my friend's house. He was like super rich. And then I played Tony Hawk Underground 1, and that was mm -hmm. the last one I played. 
Okay. So. Yeah, I think we put a hundred hours on that demo disc. Like no joke. We played a <laughs> shitload. You played on on uh, Venice Beach level yeah. two. Like you were really really good at that game. I remember. Like very, Aaron had really high scores all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or only on that level. I like. Uh, I I wasn't really into Tony Hawk that much. Um, like in the PlayStation era and stuff, early PlayStation era, but I played the shit out of Tony Hawk's Underground. I, yeah. I loved that first one. I don't yeah, think I ever one, got yeah. around to the second one, but I just thought the first Underground game, like it was so cool seeing like more open world level design in a Tony Hawk game and doing those kind of like side quests. And then like the fact that you could actually customize the look of your character. I just thought it was so, so neat. It had a park and, maker too. And a park maker, um, you could. It was at the time too when you could on my Xbox or whatever you could play the music from your Xbox in the yeah, game. So yeah. I would have like my own soundtrack as I would play it. I just, I was really into Nirvana at the time because I was like <laughs> what fourteen, fifteen years old, maybe younger, and I was like just listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit all the time, and I loved it so much. But but that's my history with the franchise, just being really obsessed with one specific game. <laughs> yeah nice yeah well that what you said about playing your own music so i um i wanted to make a playlist like basically it was just like i want to play tony hawk because like i've been playing it since i was like six years old like i played probably like maybe three at a friend's house and then i got tony hawk's pro skater four that was like my first one that was the big one because i got a playstation 2 um, and so I played the shit out of that game. I never beat it cause I was like dumb and probably didn't understand like how to progress well, but I just, I just kept playing it. And then I got an underground one and they got underground two and then I got American wasteland. So I was like, I was a big Tony Hawk kid. Um, and so it's kind of just like, it's like a comfort game for me. Um, at this point, like I just can throw on a game and just put on my own music. So I made like a big playlist I went to, I was like, this has to sound like it was in Tony Hawk. So it has to be like good 90s hip hop or like fast paced punk. I don't know any ska really, so I couldn't fit. I, I, you know, I don't know what to even look for, but I would if I could. Operation uh, Ivy. Operation Ivy? Yeah. Is that, a, is that a band? It's like the ska band. Anyway, sorry. Okay. If they have, if they have checkered shoes, it's probably ska. Yes. You can note it. I'll look at the album covers and, and see. Yeah. Check I think the, is the are the special ska. I guess that's like the OG, right? Second wave ska, so it's closer to like, like, uh, yeah. This is the whole thing. But if they say pick yeah. it up in the song, it's okay. also ska. <laughs> pick it up, pick uh, it up. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I made this big playlist, and then I just decided like Underground Two because it was I can get it on PC from my Abandonware, so I got that. Um, because there's well there's Thug Pro if anyone knows what that is it's like this like someone like modded Thug Two to make it like online compatible now and there's like a bunch of maps they added so you could play with your friends and um, do all that and I played that I a while that. ago yeah I got it and I was and I downloaded a Firelink Shrine I was grinding my way through Firelink Shrine <laughs> that was you know I've seen hilarious. videos of that I need to yeah. fucking do that yeah it's uh, <laughs> pretty satisfying <laughs> shit. All right, I'll do that next. Um, but but anyway, um, so yeah, I just I just played through Underground Two. Um, I played through the classic mode, which is like, you know, Tony Hawk's One through Three, where it's like two minutes to do all these different 
goals and stuff and i played on the hard difficulty so at some point you have to get like you have to get a million points you have to get like two million points three million points i had never like played at such a high level <laughs> in my life because i always played like the story on normal and that's like pretty easy like i did that and that was really chill like it's not super hard but like when you have to get three million points in a place like it was almost it reminded me of like playing super meat boy and being like all right restart right now restart 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 mm. like if i fuck up one move i'm like nope <laughs> restarting and maybe that you don't have to go that hard like maybe it's good to just try and get like smaller combos instead of like one big long three million point combo um but but yeah i was i was doing i was sweating I was trying really hard and I did beat that game. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, that's what I did recently just because Tony Hawk makes me, puts me in a Zen space. You know, it's, it's just easy to, to do and just mash buttons and keep your grinds going. So, so that's what I did. And then I started American Wasteland because um, I wanted a little more. And that game's weird because like you start off the game and they don't give you all of the moves. You have to like unlock them, which is really annoying. So I'm not looking forward to doing mm. that, but it's whatever. Um, so that's that's Tony Hawk. That's Tony Hawk for me. Is, cool. is that genre still skate? Does that still make skate games? No. So no. skate, I thought. No? So skate is like Simulator? different. Um, yeah, more simmy. I mean, there's still like a point set. Like I never got into skate because it's hard, uh, <laughs> or at least right. like. I mean, I think if you gave Tony Hawk to, like, a complete, like, novice, like, doesn't know, Tony Hawk's probably pretty hard, like, actually. Like, it's a pretty difficult arcade game. Um, but, like, Skate is, like, yeah, like, you have to get all these very hyper-specific moves and then make sure your your body is, like, in the right space, like, in real life. Whereas, like, you know, you're not just pressing triangle to grind. You have to be, like, you have to make sure you mm. jump and you have the right momentum and you are in the right spacing to get a grind going. Otherwise, like, you're going to fall like a real guy. Um, and so that game is hard to, to master. I am interested in the new one they're making, which will be on PC eventually. Um, it's pretty early, but I'm looking forward to that. But otherwise, I think Bomb Rush Cyberpunk uh, is, oh, yeah. is Tony Hawk-esque. Like, there's definitely, like, combos that you have to keep going, and there's skateboarding and stuff like that. Like, mechanically, it seems like... Yeah, exactly. Though I think the Jet games are pretty different from Tony Hawk, whereas this one, the new, you know, game kind of takes Tony Hawk mechanics, infuses oh, okay. it with Jet Set. I've not played the Jet Set games. I'm interested. I have <laughs> them on Steam, yeah. Um, does does Jet Set have... Yeah, they... I, I, I just want them for the vibe. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, not mechanically like Tony Hawk. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whereas they're bomb rushes like, like like that. They're more about like going around and spreading graffiti and breaking the law. Like that's kind of yeah. like right. what that radio feature is and stuff. Like when you grind in that game, there's no balance meter. You just grind. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So so yeah, yeah, bomb rush is kind of a newer Tony Hawk. Um. Yeah, otherwise, uh, I guess... Roller Drome. Roller Drome, right. I mean, sort of. You sort know. of. Is that the shooter <laughs> like, game? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd like say it's Tony more Hawk of a shooter. <laughs> I did play that game for, for a hot second. 
Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, but yeah, that that genre is kind of exclusive to the Tony Hawk franchise and now Bomb Rush, pretty much. Hmm. Right. Niche. It's, it, Activision takes a genre, takes a genre, it blows up. They make a billion games, then nobody ever wants to play them anymore. Fucking yeah. rock band or you know yeah. Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero yeah. and Tony Hawk, just like. Ironically, well, also right. NeverSoft developed those games. Yeah, yeah. and right. they closed totally. the studio. Yep. Yeah. Why hasn't it worked with uh, Call of Duty? You, you know, one of these days. <laughs> yeah, FPS. Yeah, that, I think FPS has got too much like replayability. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That Call of Duty. Can I just say the Gamescom trailer? That like gameplay looks so boring. That single Dude, player. That so I'm sure. Boring. Yeah, I was like, so, oh, they're shooting tell guys me this. in the dark. <laughs> How many, is there a mission in a COD game that doesn't involve, oh, right, we're going to go quiet and shoot everyone? <laughs> like, that's like every fucking time they show COD, it's like, oh, we're going to go quiet. And they like shoot everyone. Like, it's like, okay, that's what we do <laughs> yeah. in COD. We go quiet. I guess we every can get in the plane and bomb everyone. I don't know. It just seems like a zone. Right. <laughs> it's just, I feel like it's so many times they like sneak into like some industrial complex and shoot everyone quietly. And then like, like all right. Trigger it, yeah, and then they fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a common uh, structure to the to the missions. I mean, they said that they're gonna have like more open ones where it's like you can be stealthy or loud if you want, and that's <laughs> cool. But there was some in the that, last so. game. Yes, no, I know. There's like a really people like that. I don't know. Did you I, guys talk about it? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Eh, it wasn't that <laughs> was open. I'm not. I mean, like, it it was. I mean, the last Call of Duty game was good, but I just don't think, like... I feel like they just kind of pump out the same... That's, I think it's because I haven't played one in a, in a while, so yeah. I was like, okay, I like this one, but I bet you if I played this new one, it's like, oh, they just made it so that they added this one feature, and yeah. that justifies making this whole game. So I'm, I'm sure it's not that great. Yeah. Yeah, mm. not... The multiplayer right. was reasonably fun, though. Yeah. yeah. I had some fun with it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Oren, what do you want to say about The Remnant 2? Yeah, just really fast. I finished Remnant 2, or I should say I finished a playthrough of Remnant 2, because that doesn't mean that you've seen all the content, because, you know, it's procedurally generated. If you played through it again with friends or whatever, like, you'll see new bosses, whatever. Um, Yeah, it was... was I did not love the ending. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the final boss. And I didn't like the... The game's story is strange because the first couple hours of the game, there's, like, a lot of hand-holding narrative. There's a lot of, like, Joss Whedon-y kind of, like, dialogue and exposition. And, like, you know, characters saying things like, wow, that's weird, man, to, like, kind of give, like, levity to the tone. So I didn't really like that, but like then like the game kind of chills out and just becomes a Dark Souls game for twenty hours, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then like the the Joss Whedon bad storytelling like rears its ugly head <sighs> for like the last couple hours, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, why is this back? So I get I wanting to like differentiate yourself from the Souls in some way, right? Like having a more explicit story, but like that game looks kind of dark. Like it feels weird to have. Joss Whedon-y, you know, like, quippy characters and shit. I don't know. Does it feel like a rollicking space adventure? <laughs> well, it's weird because it feels like it for literally the first, like, hour and a half of the game and the last yeah. couple hours of the game. It's like, it's like it has, like, these really cumbersome bookends to an otherwise excellent game. Yeah. So 
it kind of like left a weird final impression in my mouth. I still think it's a great game and one one of the best games of the year, but yeah, I, I did not like the final boss really at all. It, it kind of like continues this tradition of like bad final from soft style, like dark souls bosses, which mm-hmm. doesn't always happen, but for this game, I felt it. Uh, so I still think it's great. My, I'm like a little bit more tempered in my hyperbole for it. Like last time I said it was like my favorite FromSoft game not made by FromSoft. I still kind of feel that way, but like it has like an icky taste of like that final impression was bad. Yeah. But I still think it's a great game that I would recommend to people. I think it's it's a, an excellent shooter, but it just has a bad bad beginning and a bad end. So it's just weird. Hmm. But it's good. I didn't realize the developer of that studio, Gunfire Games, was formerly Crytek USA. Oh, interesting. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Not that no, that's... they made Crisis or anything, but... They probably worked on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What did they do? They just Feral said... physics for Crisis 3? <laughs> yeah. It says that they were working on uh, Hunt Horrors of the Gilded Age before it got taken over by Crytek. Like uh, Hunt Showdown? Yeah. Is that Hunt Showdown? Oh. Yeah, it became Hunt Showdown. So they were working on, I think, the first RE4 prototype for that game, which I thought looked really cool. I wish that was the game we got. Man, that crosshair sucks, huh? Yeah. Why do they do that? Hunt Showdown's got a, like a, a not a middle of your screen crosshair. It does the prey oh. thing where it's like one third way down. Halo style and prey, yeah. Uh, the bottom. Oh, fuck. And it's we want to make it so game. you yeah, have more of the tie at top of the screen by making you look down. I don't understand it. That's- Prey kind of made sense to me in some weird way. I was like, oh, you interact with a lot of objects. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I could kind of It was that. uncomfortable, but I dealt with it. But in like I, a shooter, I, no. A multiplayer shooter. Yeah, a yeah, multiplayer shooter. I have you a 34 inch monitor for a reason. Um. <laughs> yeah. uh, COD does it by default. You can change it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2 did. Huh. Yeah. Weird. But you can change it because I remember the gun. I was like, "God, the gun's so low on the screen." I'm like, "Oh wait, the crosshair's low too." And you can change it so the gun's like high up, looks proper. Yeah. It's like a proper shooter. Look a, a proper proper shooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, Remnant Two, um, guys. We don't have so much of a topic of the week as we have a a bullshit jerk off speculatory uh, guess the Metacritic score poll. You guys want to play the guest? The, was the I right with, uh, with with Starfield? What did I say for Armor Core? I said like high 80s. <clears throat> or maybe I said high 80s or maybe low 90s, but I was like high 80s. Like I think you said high 80s, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it was. Mm, so let's see. Right. For this game? Wait, wait, wait. For this, okay. I want a three-point window. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. This, like, is, this is a tight spread. You a three-point window? Just, so you we... can't just say, oh, it's in the 80s or the 90s. Cause... What is well, a three-point? Like, like 100? I mean, you need to say it's going to be between 92 and 95. Okay. Is that, is that even okay. too broad? Should we get... I should like we maybe just say two. Score? Two? Okay. okay let's I, I like two. Like 92, 93. Let's just do yeah. one. One? I feel yes. like we should, just, right we should just do one. We're going to just, just say, do one. Yeah. All right. Just do All right. Um, I, before we come out with our guesses, I read an interview in GQ. It was interesting. One thing that, that's been like making waves on the internet is that Todd Howard said that Starfield only clicked into feeling fun to play as of late last year, which is, which is, was its original release date. So that's interesting. Um, I don't think that's a bad sign. I think that's actually maybe a good sign, but it's, it's interesting that they've been working on the game for eight years, but they didn't think it was fun to play until late last year. 
So they polished it up last year. Yeah. It went from like, they, like a clunky Bethesda game to a potentially polished. They found Bethesda. the fun, and then hopefully they've been. <laughs> apparently, it's not super buggy, or at least the beginning of the game isn't super buggy from from what leaks I've heard. We'll see. Maybe that's not true. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's the game is so vast and like has so much going on that I'm sure nothing was even like tied together for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yo, you can't travel to different planets yet. Like, that's not a thing. You know, that's an idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I it 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 makes sense. I think so. Eight year dev cycle. That's a that's a that's a big one. A that's honor. like. That's that. Yeah. So, so I see here the note is that the only other game that we that that was identical was Red Dead Two. Yeah. Or very few of the studios have made. Maybe this not about. the only, but that's another game that that had an eight year. I mean, cycle. I guess there are games that the like Duke budget? Nukem. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like different. That's like games, four games. Yeah. yeah. So that almost doesn't count. This is probably one contiguous game that gets made. You know, Red Dead Two is probably more the same game throughout, yeah. and they finally. So, all of it. so this is probably their biggest game by a large, a large marge. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> you sent I'm me. gonna. Uh, I would guess. My guess is it's gonna be like a 92. I think it's gonna be 92. Like, okay. It's, it's gonna be a game that is really well received, but people are gonna be like, oh, it has Bethesda writing. It's too something something. It's not something something. Mm. They're oh, gonna the be fit. like, it's not gonna meet. It doesn't have enough. Uh, Ellie, it's gonna be it's gonna be something about it that they that they <laughs> that they're that, that it's gonna have like crap. not enough NPC interactions or it's gonna be like the yeah. plants are gonna be too boring or it'll be like the story like didn't go where they like it to go it's gonna be something like that I think it's not gonna be true masterpiece rating but I think it's gonna be high rate with caveats yeah is what you're saying okay yeah Zach my prediction all right I'm throwing out nine I'm throwing out ninety one then ninety one <laughs> all right <laughs> playing that game oh yeah. <laughs> Because um, I agree with what you're saying, like, yeah, it, it feels like we're in a post Skyrim world, right? Like that was like, oh, sh-, you know, I mean, and not that Skyrim wasn't kind of just oblivion with some more shit, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the landscape is is, is different. Um, yeah, yeah. Lauren, can I say uh, two things? You can say three things. One number, say, but multiple things. I'm going to say for the critic score, it's going to be an 89. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling 89. I don't think it's going to hit like 90 quite wow. for like the same reasons that you guys were saying. I think there's going to be like too much stuff yeah, and not most of it's going to be an engaging, but critics will be won over by the scale of it. So it'll be like in that range. However, I think I think the user score on Metacritic is going to be like a six point five or like a really? six point oh yeah. I, I think it's going to the be really voice. divisive for a lot of different reasons. Like yeah, I think it's going to be very mixed in like the user score. Damn. All right. Um, I I I could see that. I okay. Let me say a few things. One, I played Skyrim recently and I had a fairly good time. I, I replayed it. I should say I played it for like maybe fifteen hours, so I didn't like the game or anything. Um, and then the other day I watched a, uh, like five hour video doc on, on the elder scrolls by uh, never known best. I think it's the YouTuber and he broke down the gameplay loop in Skyrim is go out into the world, find a very boring dungeon, engage in boring combat, rinse, repeat, get some loot. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is literally and, and he's like every mission in the game, there's only three missions that don't take place in like some form of dungeon. 
which is not true of Oblivion. So like Skyrim was, uh, I think I enjoyed Skyrim in spite of its design. Yeah. I've been um, complaining about that game for years. <laughs> I, I didn't play you get, more than You get the Grandpa hours. Awards. I get the um, Grandpa Award. I don't yeah, think I've, I've ever played Skyrim, so. Really? No. I you just like basically get in a bunch of awkward slow combat and drink a million potions. Open the menu and drink a bunch of potions, and you get more awkward of combat and drink a bunch of potions. And yeah. then you craft the most OP gear in the game, and you can watch out everything in the game. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm hoping that this is not what they do. I'm going to say 96, 96? which is, which is gonna crazy. Say, I, I think it's going to be gonna the, say that. the half the third, I think it's going to be the third 96 of this year. Um even though I'm 50-50 on whether or not it's going to be a game that like that kind of flubs a little bit in terms of what I want from it. Um, whether or not it'll be deep. and in, like like The problem is that was always the combat in these previous games, and it looks like they may have kind of fixed their combat problem. So yeah, if they fixed the combat problem... I was going to say, like I was looking at that gameplay trail, I was like, that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like yeah. cool to shoot people, and like you could bash dudes and like make them fly away and shit, and the guns look like they animate well like and right. the enemies like respond to gunshots well like it's not like fallout where it's like you're hit you're like doing damage and like maybe after a certain threshold they like stun and they're like eh, and then they keep right. fire it's like they're like oh shit you know they're like animated um so i'm i'm kind of into that um, what's the other what's the third oh yeah yeah this would be the third 96 okay gotcha yeah yeah right all big so here's the kingdom games uh Long. yes Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate's not really an open world game I think it should be said but it's a huge vast game but it's a it's huge vast True. yeah it's but it's, it's it's open it's non-linear but it's it's but it's linear and then, and then uh, last year uh 96 was Elden Ring these yeah. are all games same ranking as Half-Life Half-Life <laughs> yeah I, I think Half-Life that it sucks if, <laughs> if Bethesda delivers what they promised and, and it's and it's deeper and more fun to engage with than Skyrim, 96. I want it so, to be 96, for the record. I, want I also think there's a good chance that, that it's an 89, and Orin's completely right. I think it's 50-50, like it's, but I'm just like casting my vote with the, the 96. I will say what if Fallout it's lower? 4... Oh, sorry. Uh, what if it's lower than 89? <laughs> uh, I will we'll say see. Fallout 4 got an 84. Mm, that's that overrated. Number. That game sucks. Okay. What is <laughs> Skyrim? So... Skyrim's like 96, right? Oh, Skyrim I'm was, sure. Was better than that. No, is it a 96? Really? 94. Skyrim? Okay. Whew. And so, if those games can get those scores, like yeah. I know, yeah, like like we were saying, context. You know, these are yeah. this is a game after those games, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like after Fallout 4 and Fallout 76 specifically, like I feel like maybe the perception of Bethesda is like, oh, it's a comeback almost. Like even though, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe that's that's why I feel like nineties is is more right than, than eighty. I mean eighty nine is still like basically almost ninety anyway, so it's not but Dark a huge Souls difference. Bad. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um yeah. but I feel like it's gonna be in the nineties for a certain. Mm. Yeah. What's, All right. What's Bloodborne at? Fifty three. Okay. Sky but I think like Dark Souls Two's got like a ninety four or something. I, yeah, Dark, no, Bloodborne I think is the highest. I mean, it's worth worth pointing out that uh, Metacritic is bullshit. Metacritic yes. scores bullshit, and yeah. uh, some yeah, of my that's... favorite games are like eighties. So fuck all well, that, that shit. That's why also... we're placing bets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are the critics gonna say? Yeah. Uh, so Oren, what do we win? What does the winner get? Um, a nice 
a nice shout out on a, the next podcast. Yeah, a chicken dinner, a winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. Only if I win, though, you know, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you'll be the first to let us know because uh... this will be a fun game. I like the prediction games. It's fun to like listen to yeah. predictions. Even even our old podcast predictions are fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, really quick, uh, <clears throat> Metacritic bullshit thing. Armored Core right now is at an eighty-seven on Metacritic, and Final Fantasy sixteen is also at an eighty-seven on <laughs> Metacritic. Like one of those is much what? better than the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> Final Fantasy's legacy, man. Like I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, like they just got it for being Final Fantasy. And it yeah. is pretty. It is very pretty, and that'll do it. If it makes Armored if it if, is better, so if better. It, if it justifies your PlayStation Five purchase, then you know it's worth it. Yeah, it didn't. I know. It didn't. <laughs> Anybody want to buy a copy of that game? By the way, I got a I got a disc. Hit me up. Um. All right, let's get into Rex and get the fuck out of here, guys. I'm gonna go really quickly first. I recommend not playing with a uh, Xbox Elite controller. I know this is heresy to some of you. It's too fucking heavy. It's too fucking heavy. That thing puts my hands... I, I, I hold it for hours, and then my my uh, pinky and uh, ring fingers fall asleep because it's like slowly <laughs> crushing them. It's fatiguing. It's a fucking... Why did they have to make that thing weigh 20 pounds? It's like I'm holding a goddamn bowling ball while I'm playing a game. Um, but really, no, the real wreck is... Uh, this, is this is the 8-bit dough... Uh, what's it called? The Pro 2 controller. Um, it's cool. It works with Switch. It does not work with Xbox, so this isn't actually a solution to my initial problem. It works with Switch and PC, and it is able to stay synced to both at the same fucking time. All I have to do is flip a switch on the back to switch between them, which has really oh, been awesome. And it's 50 bucks, so it's really nice. Uh, Kevin had like the previous model, and do you want to tell us about why you don't recommend that one, Kevin? Uh, so I bought it after I bought my Switch Pro controller, and the battery is dead in it. And the Switch Pro mm. controller still works great. Mm. Uh, it also never syncs to my Switch. I got to, I got to switch to, or sync to my Switch maybe four times total. So, but he has the SN30, which is not the same controller. So this is their, their next gen up version. I mean, it's it's a few years old now, but it has a replaceable battery pack, so that will never be a problem. Does it? And it can stays it char- Can you connect it wired? Yeah. Yeah. USB oh, and you can like dial in the dead zone and you can remap the buttons that'll even work on switch and stuff like you can go crazy with it um, it's I like it a lot it feels really good uh, looks cool it's got that you know PlayStation 1 slash uh, Super Nintendo look yeah um, I don't I like it so that might be my next controller buy because I like having fun controllers <laughs> yeah no I have way too many controllers I will say I was playing cyberpunk on uh I think I already told you guys this, but I'll say it for the pod. Uh, Cyberpunk on PS5, really good uh, DualSense stuff. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Zach, what you got for us? Okay, so I don't have a wreck because I wanted to say something about something I found. Now, uh, the people in the podcast audience won't see, and maybe it'll be hard to see for you guys. But So at the library I work at, I work at the library, um, people donate items, and sometimes you get games. Now, we got, uh, I was looking through where we keep those donations, and we got a copy of Crazy Taxi and Burnout, but um, if you look um, on the camera, if you can, you know, obviously you can't read, like, reverse, but there's no console. Yeah, I was going to say, what is that for? <laughs> so, if you, and if you look at the bottom corner here, that says a claim. The hell? And b- Burnout 2, 
Also, acclaim. acclaim? You got oh, some bootlegs. You got some bootlegs. Yeah. I got some weird fucking bootlegs, and I put them in my PC. Now, before I put them in my PC, okay, oh, I don't oh. know if you've seen Mr. Robot, but there's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm weirded out about like getting a CD that hacks my computer and mm-hmm. sells my masturbation videos on the internet. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that if I can get some like royalties. But, yeah, we'll set up your OnlyFans for you. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, I set a restore point, and I unplugged my Ethernet. I'm like, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, they're CD-ROMs. They say they're DVDs. That says DVD on there. I don't know if you can read that. Yeah, it's a DVD. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're CD-ROMs. That's what the P, my computer is telling me. Um, And this burnout disc says, it doesn't say acclaim. It says acclaim. There's an N at the end. <laughs> and it says it's for PG2. <laughs> and it's in the PS2 font, mm. <laughs> and it, like they're all like there's writing on it. And it's like there's misspellings and shit. Also, Crazy Taxi, I don't think is rated E. I think that's a T fucking it's game. A game. That's a TS game. There's some punk songs, so it yeah, can't yeah, be for yeah, kids. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just baffled by what I have found here because they've done a really good job at making this bootleg look semi-legitimate. Like, you know, from afar without close inspection. But I just want to know what the fuck it is. Like the files, like, you you know, you could read the disk files from, you know, looking in, in Windows. And like, I couldn't, there wasn't any like signifiers that it was crazy taxi or burnout. They were like, you know, there was like textures and like folder names that sound like game stuff. But what does the disk I, look like? Um, Let's see. <laughs> Uh, I'll show you. Not that anybody too. can see what we're looking at here. Yeah, it's, it, it I mean, it looks right except for the acclaim and oh, the man. PG two. PG two. So yeah. It wow. looks like okay. AI PG2. like generated that. You know, it's like wrong. It's like PG two. Right. Is there a date on any of this? Yeah, PG two. Um, let me see if there is a date. Um, maybe it's a combination no. of the of the rating and the console. It's it's for parental guidance and it's for the PS two. Yeah, there, this has a hint hotline though, so that might oh. be interesting to like. I mean, I'm call. They'll yeah, like, give us your credit card number and the password <laughs> to computer. Yeah, maybe that's oh. all this is is just <laughs> a way to get you to call the tip hotline, which is just a scam. <clears throat> but either way, yeah. So I just like wanted a twenty to share. year old scam. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, that sweatshop's long gone. Um, yeah, I don't know what these. I like. I'm like, do I just need to get every console out there and just put them in and. See if yeah, go to George's house and put it in his. Yeah. Uh, he's got these these old consoles, right? I get. I will like try it? PS One. Maybe Dreamcast was on CD ROMs. I don't know. Um, and we'll we'll go Dreamcast. From there. Yeah, I'm just thinking yeah. Crazy Taxi. Like Burnout Two would not. I don't think that was a Dreamcast game, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my show and tell. That's uh, right. Instead of a wreck. So, yes recommendation don't donate bootlegs to your local yeah you ass who the hell did that it's pretty funny and there are two more there i just didn't want to take i mean i should take them all because they're gonna sell them to someone and they're getting nothing so i should probably just move them but yeah Evan, what you got for us uh, my recommendation, I hope I didn't really recommend this before, but if I did, whatever, I'm recommending it again. Um, I went to go back and play an older game for a potential long jump, which I'm not going to say what it is, but I couldn't oh. get it to work properly on my PC because it's an older game. Hmm. So I looked up uh, the PC Gaming Wiki, which I'm going to recommend. Uh, yeah. It's a great place you to check. You have to look it up for that motherfucking game. 
Yeah, um, um, they often have just just if you if you're not familiar with it, it's basically a way to get games to play. Yeah. It tells you the features they offer and what mods exist that let, let them be playable now. Um, it's a really I think it's like honestly a necessity if you want to play any legacy games on PC that aren't remastered. Um, oh, and, yeah. and like I, I was able to play another older game with a controller that did not ship with controller support from the PC Gaming Wiki. So PC Gaming Wiki is awesome. It tells you if it has ultra wide support. It tells you if it has controller support. It tells you all the good yeah. stuff. And if not moddable so did you get that shit ultra wide um i actually decided to play it on console so <laughs> oh it's that bad dude that game sucks on console though i own it on xbox but like it's i'm already slippery. i'm already somewhat into it at this point i'm not gonna right, switch back right. but I, I think it does do ultra wide and i believe it does do at least 60 fps you know what i think i got it to work with 60 fps i think it is ultra wide it is <laughs> so do the comic book scenes uh scale do they stretch them out what happens <laughs> I well, wonder I what like, game this is. Wonder what game we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> but um, it would be really like a maximum pain in the ass if 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 you tried to get that running on PC. It would. Wait, it would be. <laughs> I got that be. game running fine. I played it all like last year. Oh. Yeah. But I did use the PC gaming wiki to download the mod to work off Steam. But, uh, the mod I think uh, I think fixed it really. I think it was really easy. I think I like dragged them in and it was yeah. That was it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So PC and Wiki is the shit. I, I it's like a hobby just to be like I'm gonna download this game and get it to work and make <laughs> it run with mods. Like that's how and I did not it. With, and then not play it. And not play it. Just be like, oh, yeah. I could do that. All right, moving yeah. on. <laughs> that's how I got Thug Two to work, though. Thank God mm-hmm. for Me PC too. Gaming Wiki. All right, Oren, bring us home. Um, my recommendation is kind of similar to my recommendation from last podcast, but um. I just have been obsessed with the music box theater in Chicago lately. Um, I just, I, I just love it. I, I saw three movies there this summer. I saw Boogie Nights on seventy millimeter. I saw a midnight screening of Mad Max Fury Road in black and white, and then literally the next weekend I saw Old Boy, um, which was so at a midnight screening. So, I don't know. I just. Uh, I lived in New York City for a while, and I liked their movie theaters there, but I actually like Music Box more. I think the crowds that the Music Box attracts, like, people are obviously really in love with the movie, and they'll, like, cheer during certain moments. They have, like, a really nice bar where you can kind of go and play out and hang out and play board games and have, like, nice cocktails. I just think it's like one of the coolest places in Chicago. So if you live in Chicago, check out the Music Box Theater. Really great spot. Hell yeah! Hell awesome. yeah! Awesome, awesome. Next time I go there, right, let's let's see a movie. Uh, let's do it. All right, Zach. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Do you want to plug letting yourself? Me do you, do you want to plug your Twitter or your YouTube or? I don't don't go on Twitter anymore, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> X. 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 Yeah. I've got two Blue Sky uh, invitations, but I've yet to make that because I'm lazy. Mm. Um, but just look up Zach Fraser on YouTube if you want to watch some videos on some games. My last one was on fucking Resident Evil Village from a year ago. It's been a while. Maybe I'll make a video again at some point in my life. Um, but I'll also be on the next podcast mm. helping host and keeping the keeping the pod going so you can find me here in two weeks all the starfield news oh Oh, yeah yeah. uh kid uh all right awesome awesome thanks man uh 
check out the Discord. There is a link in the show notes. Um, you should also stop by Madden's SoundCloud profile, linked in the show notes. Listen to all his tracks, like them, download them, share them with your friends. Uh, just don't steal his music. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Madden, we love you. Guys, it's been fun. It's, uh, Warren, how do we do? Two hours, 13 minutes. Eesh, eesh. Are we in yeah, trouble? But, uh... Everyone has to play Armored Core 6. Do it. Armored Core 6? Way ahead of you play. there, buddy. Should I stop Before the recording? I die. You stopped the recording. Well, sure. uh, you could you could do that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just did. Well, all right. Adios, people. Zach's cut us. He's cut us loose. We're free. So we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>